am Mike Black, the voice of the nighttime show. With me, as always, our head writer, Matt Walker. We have a ton of celebrity guests for you to see, all sorts of surprises, but now, the man who looks like the god of war but behaves like the god of pizza, your host, Mr. Steven Kramer Glickman! What's going on, everybody? Hollywood Improv, how we doing? This is so exciting. This is the first time we've ever done the podcast live on stage. Up to this point, we've been doing it at Genghis Cohen Chinese restaurant. Yes. In like a closet, we basically. We spent most of our budget on pharmaceutical grade cocaine. Yes, that's <laughs> Almost true. all of it. And noodles. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, totally. Uh, sometimes we get to do the show in people's homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have got, this is uh, the hundredth episode of our show, which is super fucking exciting. Oh, and if we got a show for you guys and we got prizes and fun things that you guys are going to love all night long. Uh, to my right is Mike Black. Mike Black, a very funny comedian. Give him a round of applause. He's been our announcer since day one. Uh, then to his right, our head writer and producer and fact checker and general uh, asshole. Uh, asshole. Yes. Matt Walker, my dear friend. Uh, and then out in the audience, uh, guest, uh, he's, he's like the guest announcer. He, he's worked on the show since, uh, for a, quite a long time. Mike Glazer out there, where are you? I'm in the back. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Steven? Hey, where buddy. you belong? Uh, Glazer's going to be taking questions from the audience uh, throughout the night as we, uh, we ask some people. Uh, we'll, we'll do some Q&A stuff. And um, we're, uh, hopefully there's no hiccups. We're just trying. The, this is the first time we've ever done this. So we're going to give it our best shot. And you guys are going to have a fucking great time. How about that? Yeah? yeah. Uh, we've interviewed a lot of people, a lot of weird and wonderful people. Uh, guys, who are your favorite people? Who's your favorite person we've had on the show? Mine by far, Ed Asner. Ed Asner? Yeah. Here, get this closer oh, to you, shit. son of a bitch. You'd think I would know <laughs> by now. Uh, yeah, because we did it at his house, and he had a room full of Emmys. Like, seven Emmys. Seven Emmys and a Canadian Emmy, what which was counts. A, it was like a doorstop, yeah. one of them. Yeah, he yeah. was just using paperweights. them as, as doorstops and paperweights, basically. And, and where there weren't Emmys, there were humongous knives. Yeah, he had <laughs> knives everywhere, and he kept threatening us. Yeah. We like were doing that. We did the podcast at Knife Point. It's worth listening to. You should listen to it. And, we were all fearing for our lives the entire time. There were moments time. where he would just go, this better be funny. And he would just hold <laughs> up a giant fucking massive knife. It was yeah. terrifying. And, and there was no question that he could take all three of us at 80 <laughs> years old. Like, yeah. he had no tendon strength left. Now that he was like, I could kill all three of you so easy. And, you, and he had, like, a gleam in his eye like he wanted to do it. Yeah. He wanted to take us out, he, he but really he was did. like, I still want this podcast to be released, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Matt? Well, who's your favorite? Uh, well, it's got to be when we went to Walter Koenig's house. It was Chekhov oh, and yeah. Star oh, Trek. Oh, yeah. such a big Star Trek nerd. It's because the most fucking annoying thing <laughs> in the entire world. <laughs> Since the start of the podcast, I've been trying to make it a Star Trek podcast. Only succeeded on one episode. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but we were one episode. We went to Walter Koenig's house, who played Scotty in the Chekhov. 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 How, how, how dare you? How dare you? I'll get an almost, Ed Asner knife and stab you. <laughs> Mix those two up. He goes to his house. You're going to get beat to death by nerds in the parking lot. That'll be hilarious. Not again. They're going to have to roll for each move that they do on you. 
I've been practicing the Vulcan nerve pinch. I only, only four D&D people out there got that last part. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. Uh, my favorite episode uh, is probably, has got to be Joey Fatone from huh? NSYNC. Yeah. Uh, not because we had an after meal. We, Joey Fatone from NSYNC. After, not Joey Fatone. You and after, Joey Fatone ate together? After the yeah. episode, he goes, uh, he called me on the phone and goes, uh, you want to get something to eat now? I got, I got nothing to do. And I'm like, where do you want to go? And he goes, uh, I don't know, somewhere nice. Hooters? Or uh, Benihana? I was like, that's the most 90s thing I've ever heard. Yeah. You fucking kidding? Benihana? They don't even have Benihana anymore. Yes, they do. What the fuck are you talking about? I love Benihana. What, you go to Arby's? No. You can oh. still go to Benihana. They do the volcano thing with the onions. With the rice. I it's awesome. Yeah. I don't think that's yeah. a real thing. Uh, so if you go to Benihana and don't get the volcano thing, you're not living life right. Yeah. Take it from Demand Mike. that they do it. Mike they, knows. they will still put shrimp stopper. tails in their hat when they're done. Oh, yeah. Jesus. It's good. It's a Wear show. a hat. It's a terrible yes. idea. <laughs> don't go to Benihana. <laughs> <laughs> this show is sponsored by Benihana. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But my, one of my favorite things ever is that when we had Joey on the show, we all talked about how we really, really wanted to ask him questions about Lance Bass. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> but we, we can't ask these questions because no. we're, straight, we're not monsters. We're guys. <laughs> yeah. However, Robbie Carlisle, who is not here yeah. uh, because he is God rest his soul. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he is... Uh, he a, moved a, to uh, Vegas, so it's sad. Vegas, it's real sad. He's a, a big, beautiful gay man. <laughs> and so we had him on the podcast, and so we gave him all the questions <laughs> to ask <laughs> Joey. And so we're interviewing Joey. We're in the middle of this nice interview, and then he would go, uh, hey, uh, Joey, I have a question. Uh, uh, it's a spot on, you, Robbie. Yeah. When you were uh, fucking your fans' moms, was Lance fucking their dads? <laughs> we'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Really? Like, we would just be like, no. But Pretended to be upset. Yeah, but we like we would attempt yeah. to be upset. But it was, and he loved it. Fatone loved it. And then he went out with me to Benihana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something that happened, and we're going to jump right into this show. Uh, something that happened is uh, we, when we were about 20 episodes into doing this show, uh, the studio that we were recording in, uh, it, there was a horrible rainstorm, and this is a true story, and there was a hole in the roof, and the rain got in, and it landed on the gear from this studio, and it burned the fucking like equipment out, and we had to stop doing our show, and we were like, well, we love doing it, and we'd already had some really great guests at that point, point. we were like, do we stay and like keep finding a way to do this, like buy our own equipment. Like, how the fuck are we going to do? We don't have a place to record the show anymore. Like, and, and, uh, and so we like, we figured it out between these uh, three fat heads. We figured out. <laughs> Two fat heads buy. and one skinny head. All right, fine. <laughs> we figured out that we could buy That's our fair. own equipment for the show, which is so much fun. And uh, without like a network or anything, we went off and got Genghis Cohen Chinese restaurant to let us record episodes in their side room. And then also we would offer up to, you know, uh, people like Paul Sorvino, uh, mm-hmm. who's amazing, or Marsha Gay Harden, the Oscar winner. We just went to her house and got to interview her in her living room because we have all of our own equipment, which is so fucking cool, yeah. as opposed to like being in like a tiny little studio. So the point is we decided to stay uh, and not, uh, and finish out, I'll do, I'll do 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. And the song, that like got me and I think our whole team through that uh, time. Uh, 
was uh, written by a wonderful artist uh, named Lisa Loeb. Please bro- welcome Lisa Loeb to the stage. You. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She only hears what she wants to, and what she wants to hear is a nice applause. Make her feel welcome, Lisa Loeb. Grammy winner, Lisa Loeb. Give it up. Give it up for her. Keep it going. Keep it going. All right. I couldn't find the entrance to the stage. Let's dim the lights. Let's dim the lights a little. Let's dim the bring the lights down low. There we go. But not too low. Oh hell yeah. Perfectly low. Hello. Oh my 
Mind-altering. Thank I you. I have one that. question, though. Yeah, of course. Please. I want to know what these folks ordered right during the last <laughs> phrase. Like, and I'm like, and you say, they're like, I have Nachos. a french fry, I have two cookies, and I have, wait, I think she's still singing. And then they looked up. So I was curious what you guys ordered in the end. Beer. Beer? Okay. What kind of beer did you order? I ordered cookies, personally. Really? <laughs> I was like, I, I need a drink, cookies. and then I got water. And uh, cookies. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. This is thank insane. You. Thank you. So cool, Lisa. Uh, you and I met uh, and got to work together on a video for Loot Crate. That's how you and I uh, know yes. each other a little bit. Is, I mean, uh, I already knew you from some of your work. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I knew you from some of your work. My kids like to, to do impersonations of your voice. Really? From movies, <laughs> from stories. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm anyway. so sorry. No, that it's great. Awesome. It's good. Hi, hey, bro. Give her a break. <laughs> Give her a break, bro. Um, you're, uh, but yeah, you, we met during Loot Crate. It yeah, was a, yeah, it was a piece about, about dinosaurs. And it was, saving the dinosaurs. Yeah, you did like a Sarah McLaughlin yes. thing about saving the dinosaurs. It was very tear-jerking. It was very, very yeah, sweet. Really yes. Um, your, your music, it's been featured on Grey's Anatomy, New Girl, so many different movies, so many different shows. What's your is what's your favorite thing that it's been featured in like where you've watched it and then you're like oh my god the two best the two favorite things of mine one was orange is the new black all the inmates sang you say <laughs> and and it was just like a perfect oh. representation of the song because on one hand you know i i, I talked to like thousands of people after i play concerts i talked to a lot of people and people stop me all the time in airports and in you know, grocery stores and all over the place. And they say, they, a lot of people have memories about that song. And some of them are very like, oh, I, I heard that song and that's when I met my husband-to-be. Or I got a divorce because of that song. Or, <laughs> or like, oh, my friends and I, we used to sing it in the back seat, you know, when our mom was driving. And, and like, oh, silly song, you know, silly things also. And we do it in karaoke. So it kind of represented all of that. It was, it was heartwarming. It was funny. It sort of had a sentimental quality, but also very like, like it meant something to those characters now. Yeah. And I see that when I play shows live. So, and I love that show. So yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. And then also, uh, at one point, I got a, well, it was a text, not a call. It was a text. I think of it as a call, but it was a text. And it was the you know 21st century. <laughs> and um, I got a text from Craig Robinson, and he was saying, "Hey, Lisa, what do you think about me changing all the words to your song Stay, and I'm going to dress up like you, and." <laughs> Uh, recreate your video and it was for Hot Tub Time Machine 2 <laughs> and it was awesome and I, was in, I ended up being in the movie which was good I usually you know people like to cast me as like a crazy rock star even though I'm, I'm really yeah. like a teacher or a like friend woman running the cash register is a really good role for me like what would you like that that'll be 25 cents or then nothing's 25 cents anyway um I got to be a cat wrangler in my own video, which they completely recreated exactly like we shot it in New York City. Oh but it was in New Orleans, and it was super humid, and Craig was wearing this tunic-like shirt, which was like almost like a dress and glasses, and he changed all the words, and it was mind-blowing. Wow. Wow. I know, That's right? amazing. That must have been insane. That was crazy. Yeah, that must have been amazing. Yeah. Um, what about... Uh, now, the, the song originally did it... Uh, was it for the soundtrack? Of it was Reality not. Bites? It was not for the soundtrack. It was a song I'd written uh, in New York City when I moved there after college, and also in Boston. And I finished the song, and I used to play it in clubs and CBGBs and CB's Gallery and places like that in New York City. And one of my friends, who is an actor, who is my neighbor, Ethan Hawke. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> 
Ethan was a friend of one of my friends from college. They, there was that movie Alive with all the, it was like, Ethan was in two movies back to back almost with all these guys, which is great, like when you're a girl and you meet all these people. Yeah. Um, those are some of my new friends I met through a, uh, my friend Josh Hamilton in college. They had been in the movie Alive together. And then they were all the Dead Poets Society guys. But anyway, Ethan was a friend of mine. We ended up being, we were neighbors and we'd hang out and he'd come to my shows and I wrote music for his theater company. And he asked me for a copy of the song Stay that I would always play in shows and he, he really liked it. Wow. So I gave him a cassette tape because it was the 90s. <laughs> cassette tape was... Was it the 80s? Uh, no, it was the 90s. It was 90s. made of plastic. Yeah. It had these little reels. You could wind it up with a pencil. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you could uh, tape over the little holes so you could record over someone else's cassette tape. But yes. anyway, Ethan passed it along to Ben Stiller and Ben and a bunch of other people who are in charge of putting songs into movies. Uh, decided to put the song into Reality Bites. That is fucking mm-hmm. incredible. It was I awesome. It. Oh my God, that's amazing. It was, it was, you know, at the time it seemed like, well, of course, I'm friends with him and he's right. an actor and he's in a movie. Yeah. That's, he's putting a song then, in a movie. But now, 25 years later, I'm like, it's amazing that things actually happen. Yeah. You know, you're here, yeah. everybody's here in Hollywood, you know. Yeah. You do, yeah. everything's about to happen. Right. <laughs> and that's why it's so great. But th- when things actually do happen, you're like, well, of course. But right. It's, right. It's, it's unusual that things later, actually happen. Back yes. and go, oh yeah. my God. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, sometimes you can trace lines back to specific things. Like, um, uh, when I was working at the comedy store, uh, this guy, Eric Marino, came into the office one day and was like, hey, you should audition for the Shrek musical. And I was like, oh, you should go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Not a compliment. No. Not a compliment. You're like, rude, you know? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he was like, no, 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 don't you sing? Like, you're a singer, kind of, right? Like, you should, just, you should do it. And I was like, you should, like, just, just leave me alone, buddy. And, like, I blew him off. And then literally a month later, two months later, he came back in the office and was like, Dude, they're having the auditions again for the Shrek part in Shrek. I know you can do this. You should go in and audition for it. And uh, I was like, I don't want to fucking do that. And I told my family, and my uh, my my sister was like, Of course you should go. What are you crazy? Yeah. I great. talked to you the night before, yeah, and well, I, I talked, talked to you. You were like, I'm not gonna go. It's early in the morning. I don't yeah. want to get up. I, was I, like, everyone, Just go. I wanted everyone to tell me no that I shouldn't go. <laughs> right. And uh, and Matt said yeah, I should go too. And I uh, and then I I went. told you not to go. Yeah. You were like you were like definitely Mike wanted don't to go. be Mike wanted the role. I wanted to be Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then I went, and then uh, and then I got cast as Shrek uh, in, in Shrek the Musical on Broadway. Which is and then crazy. I, and then they, it changed my whole life. They moved me to New York, and it like changed my whole life. But I can I can draw the line directly back to Eric Marino walking into the office. And where's and Eric me, Marino now? Eric Marino just finished writing Saturday Night Live for an entire year. What's that? It is a show. It is us. It's It's a a new show, brand new show. I know. know. Uh, Here's so here's something interesting we found out is uh, we started doing kind of like a little we're doing a little research into the into your time uh, into the time and there's a couple things we have uh, we got to ask about. First of all, Hello Kitty. That was something you. (gasps) Yes. Now you had a whole thing with Hello Kitty where you were like playing music in Sanrio stores. Yes, yes. I, I can't believe I'm still talking about Hello Kitty. You know, I started collecting Hello Kitty in 1976 when mm-hmm. she wow. came to the United States of America. Did you go to the Hello Kitty Museum when they had it here at the Japanese I was American in the Museum? Hello Kitty Museum. Okay. What? I had a record called Cake and Pie, which mm-hmm. is a very philosophical album title, as you might understand. Uh, um, if somebody asks you if you would like it. cake like or pie, you can say, I'd like cake and pie, please. 
Which I is also under, philosophical. You should try to get everything in life. You want to get. You want to try to ask for what you want in life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was on Interscope Records, and they didn't promote it very well. Mm. Oh, major labels. And so <laughs> another label that was uh, that was started by two major label people, um, Danny Goldberg and Daniel Glass, were big record industry people starting a boutique label. And they said, you know, we think we could promote the record even better. And I said, great, let's go. So I put the record out with them. But right before we put the record out, they called me and they said, oh, but by the way, you need a different album cover mm-hmm. and some more songs. <laughs> I was like, we had just done this gorgeous photo spread with all these real cakes and pies that I got to eat afterwards. <laughs> it was beautiful. But um, I had to come up with a new concept. I had come up with this concept where I was eating in the spoon. It said cake and pie like it was in a fork. It looked like, like I was eating the title of the song. Brilliant. Um, but anyway, so I had to make a new album cover, and I was in Vegas, and I was like, uh, wait, what about Hello, Lisa? Mm-hmm. And it was Hello, Kitty wearing my glasses. That would be a great idea. This was like 15 years ago. (laughs) Um, And I called my friend who worked at Sanrio. They had sent me a rice steamer, a pink rice, Mm -hmm. Hello Kitty rice steamer that was marvelous. And so I called my Hello Kitty people and I said, hey, do you think that would be okay? And so they called their people in Japan and they said, yes, you can use Hello Kitty's face, but your face also needs to be on the cover so that people know the difference between Hello Kitty and you. (laughs) That's a fair... So we did that, and so we just we sort of took the album cover, and Hello Kitty's holding the album cover of cake and pie, and I have little ears, and she has my glasses. This was pre Hello Kitty having glasses now, Mm -hmm. but anyway, so I have a relationship with Hello Kitty, and because I worked with the Sanrio company to redesign the album packaging and everything, I got to go do in stores, which we used to do back in the day. You'd go play in a record store and sign autographs, but I got to go play in Sanrio stores and sign autographs and get all this free Hello Kitty stuff. Oh and I even went to the MTV Music Awards with Hello Kitty as my date. Wow. Yeah. A wow. big Hello Kitty with nice. a big head. Do you have oh, like 14 Kari Karopa peas in your living I room? I do have a lot of Karopis. I've got Karopi Chan. <laughs> I've got, you name it, I got it. Well, uh, before we wrap up, would you maybe do one more song for us? Is that possible? You guys sure. want to hear one more song? You guys want to hear one more song? That's what I thought. I'll play a song. Um, I'll play a song from my newest album, Hello, the Lights Are Coming Down. Um, I've just put out a few records with Amazon as my record company. Nice. You've heard of Amazon, right? (laughs) Every morning, my daughter wakes up and says, Alexa, how much is Jeff Bezos worth? (laughs) $130 billion, $113 billion. But anyway, um, I put out a few records with with Amazon, the one I put out last year called Feel What You Feel, won a Grammy this year. Amazing. So exciting. Amazing. I Congratulations. Know. Um, but then this is the record that came out the year after that, which was actually, yeah. Anyway, this just came out. It's called. It's from a record I made called Lullaby Girl. has a lot of covers on it, so I'm going to play one of the covers on it. And it's um, a song that I love, and it's much more appropriate for a wedding than the song Stay. People always ask me to play that at weddings. It's not really a good idea. Um, Congratulations. I hope nobody falls asleep during this song. (laughs) Stars shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper, I love you. Birds singing in the sycamore tree 
dream a little dream of me say nighty night and kiss me and just hold me close and tell me you'll miss me while I'm alone and blue as can be dream a little dream of me stars fading but I linger on dear still craving your kiss I'm longing to linger till dawn dear just saying this sweet dreams till sunbeams find you sweet dreams that leave our worries far behind you but in your dreams whatever they be dream a little dream of me yeah dream of me ladies and gentlemen lisa love keep it thank going for her Hey, I know we got a lot of artists and a lot of musicians that listen to the nighttime show and have uh, been on the nighttime show, but I'll tell you what a lot of them are missing. They're missing merch, okay? And it is very easy to have an amazing merch store with artist shops by Threadless. Just add your art to hundreds of clothing, accessories, and home decor items in just minutes. Plus, it's fully customizable so you can make your shop totally unique to your style. But the best part is, here's the best part, it's 100% free to sign up. Zero minimums, zero monthly fees. You even set your own prices so you can control how much money goes into your pocket. And with millions of dollars paid to artists to date, there is a lot of moolah to be made, okay? Artists, designers, podcasters, free up all the time that you'd be spending at the post office, shipping, dealing with customer service, and put it towards what you love, being creative, okay? Threadless takes care of the rest of it. And with 100,000 shop owners and 4 million users, just join the party. Head to artistshops.com forward slash SKG to sign up right now. That's artistshops.com forward slash SKG. SKG to sign up right now. Also, the Nighttime Show partnered with Threadless. So whew, we have something amazing. You need to go check it out. We got mugs, shower curtains, uh, I mean, T-shirts, sweaters, anything you can imagine. We have it for sale, Nighttime Show style. Go check it out. It's thenighttimeshow.threadless.com. That's thenighttimeshow.threadless.com. And check out our store with all of our cool stuff. It's so awesome. Let's get back to the show. All right. Uh, hey, before we keep the show going, uh, we uh, who has been to the nighttime show before? Who's been to the nighttime show? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Uh, I'm looking for a Rick and Morty fan. Where's a Rick and Morty fan? We got a Rick and... Oh, wait, wait. We got, oh, we got one over there. We got uh, one there. And we got this one. This one's up front. I'm going to give it to her. This is uh, from uh, the Threadless Nighttime Show shop, and I'm going to give it to you. Take it! Just take it! Give her a round of applause. Oh, my lord. Are you ready? Are you ready, Mikey? Yeah. All right, here we go. 
On our next two guests have appeared on shows such as Wizards of Waverly Place, New Girl, People of Earth, and Shameless, but they're best known for their roles on one of the longest-running sitcoms in TV history. The only two people on this show to have won multiple Dundee Awards. Please give it up for the stars of The Office, Kate Flannery and Oscar Nunez! Oh, yeah, baby! Fantastic. How's everybody doing? Oh. Uh, we have lots of Office fans in the audience. Yes, do we? Oh. This is a loud show. It is. <laughs> wow. Uh, that, uh, that show, my God, uh, especially now with Netflix, you can watch, as, as, as I ha may have done, watch <laughs> the entire nine, nine seasons, right, of the show. Right, nine seasons. And then you get to the end and you go, I wonder how it all started. And then you go back <laughs> to the beginning, and then before you know it, you're like, like you're fucking caught in it again. Yep. And you can't get it, and you're back in the loop, and you're like, I gotta see what happens to Jim and Pam. Like, you're stuck. <laughs> you're fucking stuck in it. It's like a weird, like, whirlpool. It just sucks you back in. That was the plan. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa. It's crazy. You're like, you're like, well, you know, Steve Crow's about to leave. I guess, uh, well, I wonder what happens after he leaves. And you're back <laughs> in. They pull you back in, and you're sucked back in again. Uh, um, wow, what a, it's so amazing to have you guys here. Thanks, this is our show so yeah, fucking Thank cool. you. Thanks. Uh, You're Craig, basically saying our show sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's That's amazing. What you okay. I love the show. Um, Craig Robinson was on the show last month. Yeah. Uh, and we, last month or the month before? I think two months ago. Two months sure. ago. And uh, we, you cl sang. We, we closed the show with me singing And I Am Telling You from Dreamgirls <laughs> with him playing it on piano. Oh, what was he like on set with you guys? Did he play music a lot? Like, what, what, what was he like around? He was mostly a cappella, man. <laughs> Seriously, he yeah. sang all the time. Yeah, he did. Yeah. We, so we, used to, we, we always used to break into that Billy Preston and uh, a Celine song, um, Born Again, that nobody, nobody remembers. It's not about religion. It's <laughs> yeah. some soul thing from the early 70s. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you guys, like, when we'd be on break, remember at the trailers? Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes... Like Creed had a guitar and he'd play, and Zach Woods would come over with his trumpet. What? Right, and and, uh, <laughs> and, and Ed like Helms would play his, and Ed Helms with a banjo. Play the banjo. And we had like a band. Yeah. There yeah. Was, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. people. Yeah, I, I, I was on backup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Okay, what did you have? The well, I used to, we used to do it. Well, like, uh, Kate sings. You guys did, know yeah. from the lampshades. Yeah. Come right. on, uh, lampshades. Lampshades. Now I know that you tour a lot with Jane Lynch. Are you guys touring together? Currently, when we do you guys do that are, we're, uh, Well, we're, we're actually about to... Uh, we're doing the Carlisle Hotel in September in New York City. Right. And we did a Christmas album. We're actually doing a huge Christmas tour. Our, our Christmas album hit number 10 on the Billboard Top 100. It's so, um, nice. Yeah, it's, it's oh. called Swing and Little called? Christmas. So, What's it called? Swing and Little Christmas. Swing and Little Christmas. It's one of those things where, like, well, you know, hey, it's Christmas. Let's play the same five things that we've listened to for the last 25 years. We're just desperately people trying to get on the thing. People are conditioned, aren't they? They are. Yeah. We look for 
creatures of habit. Christmas this songs. is true. So you yeah. Know what, though? There's a song that you played for me the other day that's uh, you do Far From the Home I Love from yes. Fiddler on the Roof. Right, but with as Jane like Lynch. A, but like, what, we, do like it, we do it like an upbeat. It's a show tune that's like a ballad, but we do it like an upbeat, crazy bongo drumming, swinging thing. Like, it's ridiculous. How to make you understand? Yeah, so, oh, it's yeah, so it's, funny. You guys have to... If you got, I love musicals. I'll, I'd say uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you went to the, that audition. What are you crazy? I know, I, right? Well, look, I, you know, at the time, what happens in stand-up sometimes is like you get trapped into going like, well, this is all I do. And and what's yeah. great is about podcasts is like podcasts kind of like broke a lot of comics into being like, well, I can also sit and talk to people and talk to them about funny stuff. Right. And like, but you know, like as because I was a, I was an actor first and then got into stand up and then once you're in stand up. There's like a thing, especially at the yeah. comedy store. There was like a thing where you're like, "Oh no, I'm just a comedian." You like right. that contract. Not, that yes. contract. Yes. Stop talking about everything else. Sold your soul to the yeah. comic devil. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, it's changed now, but like ten. Has this it? is like ten, twelve Has years really? ago. Has it really? You're kind of you're still selling yourself. To the devil. And there's this yeah. thing where it's kind of cool to be cynical, like kind of cool. Yeah. Like, man, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Well, like, like I remember. Dance I'm not gonna sell out. Me sing and make people happy. Rainbow, please. Oh yeah. I can't wait to sell out someday. That's my biggest dream in show business. Pay me. I will do whatever you want. I know. I love you, buddy. Um, (laughs) That's very expensive, Stephen. You're here, Matt. That's something. (laughs) Here's a a quick question for you. Uh, When uh, when you're doing the show, Oscar, this is a question for you. Uh, When you're doing the show, did you know that Oscar's character was going to be gay when you got cast in that role? Kate will answer that. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. Nope. You did not. They turned him gay. Yeah. They like as, without as telling you, made life, him right? gay. Like just in that one episode, it was like you do the scene and Steve Carell kisses. You're like, there, I guess I'm gay now. And there was a rumor that he was gay. People are like, <laughs> they made the, the character gay or Oscar's gay, and I'm like, well, the writers are bored. It's just rumors, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Greg Daniels like, hey, Oscar. Can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> <laughs> and and like we're leaning like with, and he's like, do, do you would it be okay? Do you mind if they if they make your character gay? And I'm like, no, I don't care. And it's like, oh, because we you know I wrote the script. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> <laughs> the script. Shit. Glad you're and okay. And I think with he it. wrote the script, Gay Witch Hunt. He wrote right. it, which was great. He really. Yeah. He's he worried cool. about it. He, he worried if it was going to be right or done properly or whatever. And it was great. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's well, fantastic. yeah, it really brought you into the forefront, didn't it? Like yeah, as, yeah. as a character, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Really opening of season and then, three, and then, yeah. and then they're like, okay, so now I'm like, well, now he's gay, and I'm like, how is he gay? How do I make? It? I'm like, wait, he's gay. <laughs> he was gay. Just be cool. He was gay already. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. <laughs> he's gay. And being the way he was, I'm to like, be more gay? gay. No, he's just gay. He's gay. <laughs> he's gay. But well, like, the, the moment that kind of sealed of it, the moment that sealed that episode is the kiss with Steve Carell, which wasn't supposed to happen. What? Completely improvised. It was improvised. <laughs> It really? was. Are you serious? Oh he's, he's such an ass. The first couple, <laughs> the first couple of times we did it, we just hugged. We, I, we just hugged, I remember. Right? I was in the conference room. And then the time he kissed him. me, he didn't stop. He's like getting closer. I'm like, what is he doing? I'm like, oh, he's gonna. This is happening. This is happening. And they were kissing, and they're all laughing, and I'm like, oh, I hope. I hope the camera's not on them. I hope they can use this because I don't want <laughs> yeah. to keep doing this. He's a, he's a lovely man. No, he's a lovely man. He's a lovely man. But. He, but we kissed and we hugged and he had a gabardine form fitting. I felt his entire body. Oh, oh my no. kissed her. 
and they were laughing like idiots, and it was really, it was, it was very fun. Oh <laughs> cool. my god, that take amazing. is great because you see your lips literally it's dodging it's ridiculous. his <laughs> lips. What? Why does he have to to prove? What does it mean? What does it mean? That's where the show human painfully funny. Now, Kate, I know that you when. When when the show ended, there there is something that you kept from the show, right? There is yes, like a piece that you got because like everybody is. got to keep something. This is true. I actually kept my pelvis cast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm the gonna what? do. What did it. you keep? What did you keep? The pelvis cast. Oh, okay. I, I, we made like 15 of them. I had to literally like lay there. And I remember like, this was when we all had MySpace pages <laughs> so long ago oh, sure, as yeah. our characters. Like they literally said, could you, you know, hey, this is like when the, the network was like toying with social media. It wasn't even called social media back then in like right. 2005. Could but you I remember go on the like, internet? Yeah, right. The, inter- <laughs> yeah. the interweb, whatever it is. Yeah. But I literally like, I, I remember like posting this thing like Meredith gets plastered because they had to do like plaster of Paris with my, uh, mm-hmm. I'm hilarious. <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> Uh, right? words. Don't put yeah, yourself down. That's a good joke. Sorry, 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 sorry. So I saved Solid. one of those. And actually the first take, which was such a, uh, like a, the, the one that they actually used, John Krasinski accidentally signed his name, John Krasinski, instead oh. of Jim Halpern. <laughs> <Alpern. laughs> so I actually had him do another, because I had so many, they kept like, um, like uh, you know, I, replacing them and like, they, they, whatever. But yeah. I, I got him to sign his name again because he was <laughs> in, in his shame, so. That's fantastic. Well, Oscar, what about you? Did you get to steal anything when uh, when it ended? Did you take anything home? No, I don't. <laughs> we, were we were supposed to take something. I don't know. I took shoes. I took a pair of shoes. I haven't worn them. I have them home. What, what am I doing? We should <laughs> put them I, on the wall. I gave them away on the wall. I don't know, right? Plaque. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. On the on the uh, the last episode of the third season of Big Time Rush, <laughs> when I was doing the thank you. Hey. <laughs> The the last fan. (laughs) (laughs) Not true. Not true. That is not true. When the show came to an end for uh, end of season three, they were like, "Show's over," and I was like, "Oh, that's too bad." Uh, hey, can I take some of the stuff out of my office? And I had all these gold records on the wall. They were right. fake gold records, yep. but they were very expensive because they were set decks, so they could shoot them without the glass being reflected. Uh, okay. Yep. And I was like, "Can I take these?" And they were like, "Yeah, do whatever you want." And I backed up a. You got truck, like thirty of them. <laughs> and I got thirty fucking gold records <laughs> off all the walls, loaded up a truck. And I okay. was like, eBay. Like, this is going to be. <laughs> okay. I'm going to eBay the shit out of this. Did you? I eBayed a bunch of them. Good I mean, for you. I, yeah. I kept a bunch and I gave a, a bunch to charity. That's like and house I still payment money. That's great. But yeah, like, I was money. like, I'm going to hold on to these. That's the way to do it. And then they called and they go, we're coming back for a fourth season. Ah. I go, no, really? They go, yeah, where's those gold records? And I go, I don't know. I, I didn't take any. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. I guess you're going to have to go make more of them. And then yeah. they had to go make more of them and they were mad at me at the end of the yeah. <laughs> Pretty legit. Uh, something we were talking about last night, uh, me and the fellas here, were... Uh, uh, f- well, favorite bosses. That was something. Uh, oh, yeah. You guys yeah. had multiple bosses on the show. Oh, who, yeah. Who was, yes. who was your favorite? Uh, per- aside from, well, we can say aside, aside from, from aside from Michael Steve. Scott. Yeah. yeah. Aside from Michael I'm going to say Charles Minor, uh, a.k.a. Idris Elba. 
Oh, oh yeah. my God. Idris Elba. He actually yeah. was, so, oh, yeah. he was so nice to me at the Golden man. Globes after that. I'm like, when Idris Elba's nice to you, you fucking pick out Idris Elba. Because <laughs> yeah. ladies, he's like total eye candy. He's oh. gorgeous. And he's Great. British, but he wouldn't speak with a British accent while we were working together because he was he was so in character. He was amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. He's also a, a DJ. Beautiful man. Yeah, he would like fly to New York for <laughs> the weekend while he's working with us. And he's a great, he's a great DJ, too. The Wire? Yeah, he's the Wire. He's the real deal, He was great. And, and James Spader was great. Robert California was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What that was, was my what was, favorite yeah. of the other bosses. Yeah. What yeah. was he like to I work with? I was afraid of James Spader. <laughs> <laughs> fucking scary. Really? Yes. He's like the, you know, I mean, he's like the guy from Sex, Lies, and Videotape. He's like the, the whore. Yeah. James Spader you know? didn't speak for four days. <laughs> and we were like, oh, all right, that's cool. He's whatever. He's... And then he and then he just started talking, <laughs> and then he he, he was never fine. shut up. Yeah. He got four he days kinda, of talking in, I in the next day. He I think he was checking us out to see if we were cool, nice people, mm-hmm. to see if he, we even he, wants to make friends. Because in this business, you know, you keep yeah. he's like, well, I don't have any more room for it. So, <laughs> so he was just kind of checking us out, and and you know he was quiet in the makeup room, and we're like, well, there he is. That's cool, James. Okay. And then he'd say hi, and he'd just hang out. And then one day he just started. <laughs> I was with Dylan backstage. And he's, 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 he's saying stories, and then he would, and then he, he he's he's telling very professorial, and he says stories. And he is professorial. He's professorial. Yes. He, he yes. will say stories, and nine he's out of ten are really too. Some are good. Use big words during this yeah. podcast. He uses he's words, and if you interrupt him, he'll stop and look at you. <laughs> are you finished with the? But if it's funny, he laughs and he appreciates. And he's very protective of the other actors. He was very cool. He was. And actually, us. one he's time I very... grabbed his ass during one take during the Christmas <laughs> episode, and I thought I was gonna get fired. I was like, I, I, this, that was a bad instinct. Like, don't fucking I, anybody's gra- don't grab James Spader's ass. <laughs> Why did you grab his ass? Uh, it, it, because he was like touching my cheek. He was doing this thing. It was, we were right by the Christmas tree, and, and well, was, was the cameras rolling? Were yeah, you shooting? No, okay, no, okay, I, no, okay, I, okay. Do not, I would never grab his ass. Thanks a lot. No, no, no. I, it's I, a nighttime I, show. Anything goes. Yeah, yeah, anything anything goes. goes. Get to the bottom. And the minute we, we, we stopped camera, I was like, oh my God. But he, he's, I, I went up and I apologized afterwards. I was like, I'm so sorry. I said, I should have probably checked with you before. And he said, no, that was the right, that was the right next indicate. That was a good instinct. It was a good instinct. They didn't end up using the take. I'm sure he was like, cut that shit out. Yeah, <laughs> and by the way, get rid of that redhead. Cater, ca- yeah. That was not you. That was your character. That's right. It was my character. It was. That worked. I would love to add, here's something we, we talked to, we, we, we had a little dinner last night, the three of us, and we were sitting around going like, it's gotta be, like, uh, when you, when you uh, are doing a show for a long time and then you bring in someone else into the mix. Like, oh, yeah. it, it's gotta like, Kind of be uh, like kind of it, it's got to be kind of weird sometimes like to bring someone in that's never been a part of the show and when you guys uh, well, you especially guys are, when it's people like Will Ferrell and you know. yeah like oh if my you God. Will Ferrell was the greatest in. though I mean he's yeah. like you know because he's but, a he's a player but you know? you're like four or five years in and then you bring in like Ellie Kemper or you you know or you bring in right. Zach Woods oh, like okay. what what how did like what was that dynamic like like getting to to have like someone else there. She, Ellie was there before Steve left, and so was Zach. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, they oh. were great. I mean, because they're, they're you know, yeah, they're, they're really they're funny. Awesome. I mean, they're so talented, and, and Zach's such a great improviser too. I mean, Ellie is too, but Zach is like his mind goes. Cra- I mean, he, that kid is like. Yeah, when you when you said that, I thought of when Steve left. When Steve left, that was a really emotional week, and thank God Will Ferrell was there to, yes. kind of. 
Um, he was like a shiny object to distract <laughs> us from the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two weeks of like crying. But oh, Ellie, Ellie was there before. She uh, was at, she's in season four. Yeah. She's so funny. She's yeah. so yeah. great. God, she's come so on. Yeah. She uh, we want to grab some questions from the audience. Uh, Mike Not Blazer, really. are you what in up? the room? Yeah, I'm here. Where yeah. are you, you beautiful bastard? Come on out. Is anybody on a Match.com date? I just want to know. Every time I play Is anybody tindering tonight? Who's on the Tinder date? Hey, hey. Sorry. In the back. I'm always curious. Tindering. Tinder. Blazer. There's Mike Blazer right here. He's a beautiful bearded gentleman. Uh, any, we have any questions uh, for uh, Kate and Oscar up here? Any questions from the audience? Uh, throw your hands up, folks. I know you got questions. And you know no, you got we never something. got it on backstage or in the <laughs> dressing room. Never. That There's is actually that nothing. We know of. What? Anybody? I think I mean, we I, got one over there. I want a question over there. If I have an, I'll take any excuse to Mike, talk. Right there, to behind, behind you, buddy. There you go, buddy. There's people behind you. They yep, care. There's one right there. Someone's listening. The there okay, go. great. There you go. All right, hang on. Here you go. What was the funniest take that that didn't make it into uh, the show that you can think of, oh. or that like almost made it in? Great Excellent question. question. That didn't make it into the show? Oh Jesus Christ! That's five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> well, you know, there's a whole on YouTube. There's like like bloopers and deleted scenes. Bloopers. Mm-hmm. That sounds funny. lame. <laughs> <laughs> Our show wasn't lame. We didn't have bloopers. There's, we had like, funny moments that When Steve, that there was an episode where of, of, of Phyllis wanted to be Santa Claus and of course fucking Michael oh my Scott God. can't let that go so he was like a f- dueling Kate showed Santa. showed up as Santa, right? And dueling he insisted Santa's. that that Kevin sit on his lap and he's like, little boy, <laughs> sit on my lap. And, <laughs> and Brian sits on his lap and he's like, oh! And, and you can <laughs> see... Like Ed Helms and BJ Novak, but Ed could not keep a straight face. And we just had to use it. But he's in the corner. He just kept walking off to the side because he couldn't, he couldn't stand it. Uh, I love it. That was pretty uh, awesome. What else we got? We got uh, any we've got a questions? bunch. I'll come down there in one second after this one. Okay. Uh, I have a uh, question for Oscar. I'm curious. Was there an implication in the finale that Oscar and David Wallace had some sort of connection? Oh yeah, they had a an affair, and like there's a scene where we're like we make out outside by the dumpster. I mean that costume, <laughs> oh, that dinosaur costume on Halloween. Oh, remember? Oh, what? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Confirmed. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had an affair. They had an affair, and then, and so. Oh my God. So Angela and Oscar got into a big fight. No, no, no. He's. I thought you were saying David Wallace. He's saying David not Wallace, the, not not. Who's David Wallace? That's uh, Andy. Andy, <laughs> Andy the boss, the boss's boss. You're talking about is the changing, senator, not the just senator. Changing the, boss's the fandom boss. forever. Andy Buckley, and the history book will read. David Wallace was I thought we were talking Oscar. about Petticoat Junction. I'm sorry, I was referring <laughs> to Petticoat Junction. <laughs> you guys, it's just got? a TV show. Got? I don't know. It doesn't even take a minute. A break for Christ's sake! <laughs> I didn't take a no, moment. David that. Wallace. Not, uh, no, David Wallace. No, oh, David Wallace God. is well, the actress that played David Wallace's wife is now I on AP Bio. By the way, show. I should be watching Lost in Space at home. I'm really <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's so I can't, good. I can't. If you I, haven't I gotta seen see it, it. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Great. Okay. Oh, also I've on got Netflix. A, I've got a question Ooh. that I, Mike Black's got a question. No, there was nothing with the guy. The guy, the senator, had the affair. Did they ever say who the Scranton Strangler was? No. They never did. That's Everybody thinks funny. it's Toby, but it's not. I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding, it's probably Maybe Toby. It's, Toby. it's fucking Toby. I thought it was Creed myself. Oh, uh, we got another question yeah. over here. Oh, yeah. It's not really a question, but more of a comment. Hi. I love you guys. Um, Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Oscar. Yes. You ruined the song um, 
relax, go to it. Because <laughs> that one scene yes. in the Thank proposal. You. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. That's a great wow. question. That was the Deep best. cut. Remember, Deep remember? Cut. Relax, don't remember? Yes. Relax, don't do it when you want to go. Relax, don't do it when you want to come. Everybody go. Everybody go. Should we take? We have time we take for one, one, one or two. One more. We got one, one more question. We can Does anyone have what they would call a doozy? Right here. Word. Over there, doozy. Are we still using doozy? Doozy? I don't know. <laughs> still allowed. It's Supposedly. Back. So Meredith, did you ever shave? Did you really shave your head? Uh, you know what? Um, uh, I, I'm contractually obligated to keep my mouth shut about that moment. No, actually, I did not. They wanted me to, and it's a first, it's, I used to do all my own stunts. Um, uh, and I, they were so surprised, but I, I, I didn't. And I ended up having like the best bald cap guy in the world. Like, and I had it to literally uh, four hours in every morning and, and like two and a half hours to get out of it. Um, and it, we had like the guy that did like the first Star Trek movie with the bald chicken from like 1980. You remember that? Anyway, so it was totally with, I have new respect for all the sci-fi folks though because I had never, like I never knew what a pain in the ass it was to have a fake bald head. Oh How do you God. do it, Stephen? Well, hang on. Hang <laughs> What the fuck? Just long blonde hair. But I have to say, I love wearing wigs, so I love that like they just kept it going with Meredith with the wigs. I fuck. That was like one of my favorite things. I'm like, I'm really, uh, I'm not a woman. I'm a drag hag, I, a drag queen. I'm insane. I love it. For, for the record, Kate, I remember uh, uh, Lieutenant Ilya in the 1979 Star Trek motion picture. Oh my god, that's right. Thank you. It was 79, not yes. 80. Sorry, Star Trek fans. Sorry, so. sorry. Sci-fi yeah. geeks out there. He's on it. New respect. New respect. Sorry. I will out sorry, the I'm entire sorry. panel every time. You really are. <laughs> you win and you lose. He's sorry. Always find uh, a way to bring up Star Trek and ruin a moment. I'm so glad. It's like what he does. It's like professionally what he does. 1979. Thank have you. you. I stand the, corrected. Have you had Doug Jones on the show? Not uh, yet. I've, no. been, I've been asking Stephen to try to get Doug Jones on for like six. Like oh well for a, a year and a half we keep running into but each other and then not it not uh, working out Definitely. but Aww. but we're we have a long like we're one of those shows that like we uh, we we just interviewed Tyson Ritter from All American Rejects the lead singer of All American Ooh. Rejects and it took us we've been friends for years I've been friends with him for so long and it took a full year of like figuring out schedules of when he was yeah. gonna be around and then he was in town and we sat for like two hours mm -hmm. and we screwed around and he told the most hilarious, horrible stories about the record industry <laughs> and how he was just, they just treated him like, like shit and they would rewrite things last minute and, uh, and that and like they, they would fight over him and lie to him. And like, it was, it was amazing, yeah. but that like, doesn't sound like the record business. <laughs> surprising. Surprising. It would be yeah. like that. Uh, but, but yeah, like sometimes, sometimes like, uh, like Thora Birch's, uh, Thora Birch from American Beauty was just on the show and we found out that we were having Ghost. her on the show two days before she did the show. And we were like, oh my God, that's so cool. Ghost cool. World, you know? know. Yeah. And then she's like there, and then we're like, this Hocus is so Pocus. crazy. What was Dungeons and Dragons like? Yeah. And she's like, why the fuck are you bringing up the worst <laughs> movie of all time? <laughs> and it was really fun. Yeah. Um, well, we absolutely love you guys so much. Where can people find you if you guys are on the internet or Twitter, Instagram, stuff like that? Uh, they want to follow you. At the real K Flanner on Instagram, at K Flanner on Twitter. I'm kind of on Facebook, but it's kind of not a Kate Flannery, so yeah. What about I, I you, Oscar? Yeah. I'm on Twitter, but I don't 
<laughs> I, I got off Facebook like uh, I don't know a year ago. You a couple son of a years bitch. ago. How's it? I'm not on anything. How's it feel? You feel I good? Know. She's fine. Yeah. I'm so jealous. Good. I am so jealous. Well, I love you guys so much. Thank Thanks you so again. Much, honey. Give them a giant round of Thank applause. You so Thank you guys. Kate Flannery and Oscar Nunez, give them up. Come on. We're going to keep this show uh, going and a moving, but let's load up a video. Uh, this is, uh, if you pull it up, this is the He-Man, the He-Man uh, Glick Man, that video. Do you see it, buddy? Uh, here's what happened. Uh, we interviewed Bruce Valanche. Uh, now, uh, Matt, you want to tell him who Bruce Valanche is? Uh, he was the center square on the Hollywood Squares for right. many years. Uh, he wrote for pretty much everything Bette Midler has ever done. Whoopi right. Goldberg, he was the writer on the Oscars, the Emmys, the and Tonys. And he wrote the Star Wars holiday special. Yes. And the Paul Lind Halloween special, uh, which had uh, Margaret Hamilton, the witch from The Wizard of Oz in it. It was like the fucking... In the late just, 70s. The weirdest yeah. interview we've ever done. And just to cap it off... I got obsessed with the He-Man cartoon, the old school like 80s He-Man cartoon, and was like, I'm gonna fucking animate a scene from the podcast as a, as a He-Man cartoon. And so wait, hang on, we're gonna play a, a clip for you guys, uh, but I'm gonna give uh, this I'm Amazing uh, Big Time Rush bag to uh, this lady up front. Here we go. <laughs> to the last turn fan. The lights out, turn the lights out. <laughs> from the Improv on Eternia. It's the Nighttime Show Podcast. I'm your announcer, Mike Black, so fuck off, Glazer. <laughs> With the beast producer in town, Matt Walker. <laughs> Fabulous secret podcasts were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of donuts, <laughs> I have the power guest is best known for writing the Oscars, the Emmys, the Tonys, Hollywood Squares, the Star Wars Holiday Special, and Paul Lynn's Halloween Special. It's Bruce Valanche. <laughs> and now, the most powerful host in the universe, Stephen Kramer Glidman. Yes! <laughs> So, Mike Black is great. Mike I have Black. to get pumped up to do it. Or You're a terrific it. announcer. This is the most work I do all day. <laughs> that's, a, that's wonderful. Uh, we are so incredibly excited. This is a huge honor. Uh, sometimes, you know, we, we get uh, some wonderful mm -hmm. guests on our show, but this is an Good. exceptional situation having awesome. you here. I'm sitting here in the shadow of exploding Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever got that worked up. <laughs> Ed McMahon made a tidy living and never got that worked up. <laughs> I'll have you know I burned 17 calories <laughs> Look, we gotta talk about uh, on the Paul Lynn Halloween special Yes, Kiss was in that, weren't they? Yeah. Kiss, yes, it was yeah. the first television thing they had done and we were all terribly depressed because they showed up with the president of their fan club who was Ringo Starr's son <laughs> And really? the idea that Ringo was old enough to have a, a son who's a right, yeah, kiss fan, yeah, depressed all of us, you know, who were like <laughs> yeah. teenagers when the Beatles came over. Anyway, so they came, and of course, Paul had no idea. 
Now, who are they? <laughs> and they came by that, you know, they had no makeup on, and he was not impressed at all. Right. And then, and then we were, then they put kind of yeah. the, the whole the slap dragon stink, and they, they ran, ran their number, and I was sitting watching with Paul, and Gene Simmons came over and he was singing to Paul and he stuck his tongue out, you know, and yeah. he had yeah. this legendary, yeah. this legendary yeah. tongue. Yeah. And he just stuck the tongue out and Paul looked at me and said, he's a star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun. Our next guest starred as Dottie in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, she played yeah. Babe in Babe 2, Pig in the City. She was Buttercup in Powerpuff Girls, played Tommy Pickles on the monster hit Rugrats, and we'd all be better off dead than to live without her, E.G. Daly! Yeah! Where is she? Watch her run. Keep it going, keep it going! She was not told she was next. Give her a round of applause. She's here, she's here. She's here, she's here. Hello. Hi. Hi-o. Your hi, your childhood. <laughs> That's what she said. She called me her childhood. I don't know what to do with that. Hi-o. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm good. Are you gonna sing? How is it looking at my behind? Oh, I, uh, yeah. From behind. Behind. Uh, I'm I'm so excited that you're here, uh, and we have lots of questions for you. But I would love you to do a song first, if that's okay. You want to do a song? Do you first? want me to do one now, or you want me to do one later? Well, do do one now, and then and then uh, and then we'll chat for a little while. How's that sound? Okay. Well, I just want to introduce my amazing, talented. Partner in so many music projects. This is Lee Miles. Are you okay, Lee? You look confused. <laughs> I'm worried about. I'm gonna have to improvise on I'm this fucking Lee. mic situation here. Oh, How uh, are you gonna on. sing, Lee? Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> He's a rock star. He can he can bend sideways and do it. She's not lying. All there right, we so go. we're gonna we're gonna wing this song for you guys tonight because really this is a talking blog, but we're gonna pretend. We're going to be rock stars tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, E.G. Daly! Okay. One, two, one, two, three. Just kidding. Get with the program, Lee. That's why they pay me the big bucks. If you want my love, say it, say it. Gotta let it out, say it, say it. If you want my love, say it, say it. What it's all about, say it, say it. When I'm with you, oh, you know that's what the right things are to do. Your actions move me, but your attitude it makes me so confused. 
in the right direction Then you let me down, put up protection Ain't gonna be no sacrifice Just a few words that might sound nice If you want my love, say it, say it Gotta let it out, say it, say it If you want my love, say it, say it What it's all about, say it, say it See right through you You're not as cool as you pretend to be Your reactions tell me You're just waiting for the words to come from me You lead me on in the right direction Then you let me down, put up protection Ain't gonna be no sacrifice Just a few words that might sound nice if you want my love, say it, say it Gotta let it out, say it, say it If you want my love, say it, say it What it's all about, say it, say it Bring it down Don't try to disguise What's in your eyes They're so revealed seat over here my and dear and she gets the official eg daily pick there we go nice we good she is making out like a bandit tonight yeah, she's got a bag she's got a bunch of stuff oh okay hey, you want to toss a shirt out you want to toss yeah, a shirt out I think I know who's gonna get it. <laughs> you gotta toss it. You gotta toss it though. I want that shirt. This is a, a shirt of, of me riding my pug. <laughs> this is me riding. This shirts. is me riding my pug jelly donuts. That's an amazing shirt. Jelly donut, by the way, who just uh, had a scratch on her eye, on her eyeball, and walked oh. around my place for a week doing this. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 And to I be fair, be like, not that different from how that dog normally acts. That's, that's, that's the normal sound that it makes. It just was like with one eye closed. And I, it was so depressing. And then uh, I treated her. I put a little, a little bit of gel on her eyeball every single day, three times a day. Her eye is totally better. Jelly Dang. donut. Give it up. I saved my dog's life. Doctor in the house. Throw it out to somebody. Toss it to someone. Yeah! Nice! Good catch, buddy. All right. Um, 
E.G. Daly. Okay, yeah. uh, let's start with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's okay. Big Adventure, one of the greatest fucking movies of all time. Absolutely. Tim Burton's first feature film. Yeah. Paul Rubens, one of my heroes of all time. Uh, Mike Glazer, where are you, Mike Glazer? I'm in the back. Mike Glazer <laughs> introduced me to Paul Rubens earlier this year. It gave me a fucking panic attack. <laughs> I was I was freaking out the whole time. I couldn't believe really? I was even talking to him. Uh, you got to talk about that movie. What was it like to do that movie? Well, you know, when I got that part, Dottie, like, I didn't, we didn't know that was going to be a blow-up movie. Like, we just, I just, you know, went on this audition, and then it was this quirky character, and whoever the girl was that was going to be Pee-wee's girlfriend had to be a little quirky, and that, I guess that was me. And then nobody knew, like, we just knew, like, oh, there's this director, and he did this special on a dog. It was a short on a dog. His name was Tim Burton, and he's, like, this up-and-coming director, and I was like, cool. And so, you know, it turned out, like, you never know when you do, like, movies, like, you never know what's, I didn't know Valley Girls was going to blow up. Did anybody see <laughs> yeah, Valley Girls? Yeah. That, yeah. I was the one that was like, <laughs> with my pigtails. Um, yeah, we didn't know. It was just one of those weird things. But I knew, like, when I went to the set, which I think was Warner Brothers, and they had this amazing set of his kitchen and the cereal bowl, and, mm -hmm. and I was like, this is really cool. And then the next thing, that was Tommy Pickles. This is really cool. That is like that's now that's something like we have to talk about. Rugrats. Oh. Wow. Changed Hi. animation. Hi. It's like the beginning. It's like that's how Nickelodeon is Nickelodeon. That yeah, show, right. man. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. And you yeah. did that show for a, what for a long time. You did the whole run of it and every uh, iteration since then, right? Yeah, you've been, you've always yeah, fourteen years. And I did all the word up, which you know people didn't like as much. But you know, honestly, uh, this is a great message for everybody in here. I wasn't even going to go on that audition. They were like. It was my first audition I'd ever gotten. I did a play, and some guy was like, here's my card. You're really good with your voice. And I was like, I'm not a cartoon. I'm a person. And then the <laughs> next thing I, you know, he gave me his card, and I called him, and he goes, go on this audition. I was like, no, I'm busy. I'm good, but I'll get you on the next one. And he was like, no, you should really go on this one. I was like, no, because I have these guys, and they're working in my, house, my apartment, and they're going to rob me, so I have to stay there. <laughs> and he was like, just go on. And I was like, okay. So I was like, guys, don't rob me. I'll be right back. And then I left. <laughs> and then I went to this audition, which was my first voiceover audition. They showed me a little claymation of a character. And I've been doing this voice since I was a little girl. Like, I'd, I'd hold my best friends. Come, give me your pinky. <laughs> we'd hold pinkies like this, and we'd walk around the playground. And we'd be like, I don't think I'm going to let Farshid drink from the water fountain today. <laughs> I don't think I like Farshid very much today. And it was like, that was the voice I did when oh I was a kid. God. And then all of a sudden... You know, I did this audition and I booked this job and that was Rugrats. It was my first audition Holy and I almost crap. didn't go. <laughs> right? How do you differentiate between uh, playing a role like Tommy Pickles and playing uh, Patty Mayonnaise? Because you and I are totally different people. Like yeah. you and I are not the same people. So how am right. I going to mess you up with me, right? I'm like yeah. sweet and sexy and pretty and you're like... Ah, you know, whatever right. you are. Right. And you're like sweet and open and 
and just happy and you know it's like everybody's so different that so when you approach a different character do you do you, you I can't uh, confuse Buttercup who's like listen Mojo Jojo I'm gonna whoop your hiney that's Buttercup right you're not gonna right. go listen Mojo Jojo and then go oh baby I do it baby I do <laughs> like how the hell are you gonna mix those two people up like they're completely different spirits right wow yeah so I don't totally. confuse people just like you know you don't confuse voices I can't confuse them it's uh, impossible it's like you know, it's like this water bottle is different than this microphone. They're different. <laughs> that was a bad example, but you got what I'm talking about. I get about. it. Now, on Powerpuff Girls, you got to work with uh, your friends Kathy uh, Cavadini. Yeah, and, Tara Strong. Uh, Tara Strong, who we fucking love and adore. Yeah, Tara's um, awesome. And, she was uh, going to come tonight, but... Yeah, she just came back from Europe, and her father got passed yeah. away, and so yeah, yeah, a lot that's going so on. rough. Um, and uh, you, uh, you play, of course, Buttercup on the show. I'm Buttercup, and Mojo Jojo's gonna whoop all your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a question: uh, These two women are friends of yours. What's yeah. it like to work with uh, friends? that support you and treat you nice and are like good friends. He knows nothing about that. And don't that. treat you like shit on a right. Just kidding. I love are God. you being mean to him? No, I love these guys. They're no, wonderful he, guys. He bought me lemon cake yesterday. I did. <laughs> he did. You know what? You know why I I'm bought him lemon him. cake? It was because this is, how did, how did you, what did you do? I the said, bill came and you said, buy me lemon cake. <laughs> so, all I right, fine. I buy cake. you lemon cake. That's, <laughs> Like Once you, if you tell me cake. I have to buy you a lemon cake, I have to I guess I have to. That's just how it works. Well, the answer to your long ass question with all your interjections <laughs> uh, is basically um, we had so much fun doing like all our shows. Like I work with Tara Strong, who does like a pon my little ponies, and she does like you know she does so many characters, guys. Tara Strong, look her up. And yeah. we and Kathy Cavadini, when we did butter when we did the Powerpuff Girls. Literally, there are hours and hours of B-roll of us talking shit <laughs> when we should have been talking as our characters, very very G-rated, but there was some funny, like, bad-rated stuff that went down, and the engineer of those sessions would make so much money if he released that stuff, because it was like, oh you're my last <laughs> It was really fun. We just had so much fun, like, and we all, like, had babies at the same time. Like, we, you know what I mean? God. Not at the same time, but it was like, our we did like Rugrats for 14 years, so it was like a oh. lot of life happens in 14 years. And you know, I was having babies, and my husband was cheating and shit on me, and <laughs> all kinds of shit was happening. And you know, and and Tara was getting married, and Kathy ended up having a couple marriages. It was like life was happening, and we were doing like. Listen, Mojo Jojo, right in the middle of it all. Oh, yeah. my God. That's amazing. All right, uh, it's time for uh, one of our favorite things, uh, the IMDb Challenge. Did IMDb oh. get it right? Let's sing it, Mike. Ready? That? Three, two, one. Did IMDb get it right? Wow, that was good. What is that about? Can you explain that to uh, me? It says on IMDb that you uh, were the voice of Froggy, in the live-action movie The Little Rascals in 1994. What's the eyes I beat? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you, is that real? That's real? That was one of the hardest voices I've ever done, though. That was like, because the little boy in the movie was, uh, couldn't quite get his, what's the eyes I beat? It was like oh a really God. raspy voice. 
So he was this little boy who probably talked like, no, my mom is like, he probably <laughs> talked like a little kid, right? And they needed more rasp, but they called me in because I had the big guns. And I walk in and I'm like, what the high side, PD? <laughs> and then that was a retching voice. Yeah, so that one's that. Eh, that they, was good. They got that one. That yeah. one. They got that one. Yeah. There we go. All right. Uh, here we go. IMDb challenge uh, number two. You ready for IMDb challenge number two? Mm-hmm. Sure. IMDB <laughs> challenge number yeah. two. Hi. It says on IMDB that you were on an episode of Laverne and Shirley. Wow. Is, Is that, that really on there? Yeah, it's on there. Mm-hmm. That was one of my first jobs I ever booked. I think I was either 15 or 16, and I was the lead leader of the Angora Debs. I was a gangster member. So, yeah, that was my first like really big booking that was a big deal wow. yeah that's amazing that must yeah. have been an interesting set to it to was it was on. a big deal Especially at the time yeah. to be on laverne and shirley it was yeah. like, i was pretty excited that's huge yeah i think i saw john john travolta walking on the lot and i was like that's john travolta <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. all right um again another one again one again, more. Third, again. One. third one ready i am db challenge three three <laughs> <Not same> number <laughs> It says on IMDb that you were uh, the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. Is that true, guys? Do you know? Does anybody know? Yes. As a matter of fact, yes, I was. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah. I was also on American Bandstand with Dick Clark. I was on a, um, I was the musical guest with John Lovitz and Mm -hmm. Marvin Hamlish, I think. And I sang Say It, Say It. You remember the the song we did? We did a little different version tonight, but I sang Say It, Say It, and I was... They had me do like, um, they built a little a go-go, go-go box for me and they put me in a tube top and a little mini skirt. <laughs> and li- on live television, the tube top rose up and you could see the bottom of my boobs. I swear <laughs> to God. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's good trivia, right? That's yeah. really go look it up. Go look, go, you'll see. My boobs are coming out the bottom. <laughs> I'll look that up I later have no tonight. Shame. Uh, we do have to uh, before we we wrap up. Uh, we do have another question for you, uh, friends. Uh, Does now, anybody know if that's true? I now, know. friends. Uh, here's here's the thing: is uh, my mom is in the audience. Mom. Mom. There she is. Uh, my mom is an avid friends uh, watcher, and uh, I, I was uh, I, I the first time I ever saw you on TV yeah. was you singing Smelly Cat. Yeah. With Lisa Kudrow. Okay, guys, was it true? Smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? Smelly cat, smelly cat, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's true. So great. Can I, I love tell it. you the trivia behind that? Please. I had just had a baby, okay? I had just had a baby, and my agents called and said, E.G., can you go on this audition for Friends? It's at Warner Brothers, which I lived right near at the time. And I was like, I just had a baby. And they're like, can you go? And I'm like, okay, but I have to bring the baby because I, I just had a baby, and no one was home. So I had the baby in the bassinet. I grabbed my guitar because they wanted me to sing. And I walked in the office, and I put the baby down on the chair, and I sang a song, and then I got cast, which was cool. They called me that, and I said, you booked it, and I was like, awesome. And then I, sh- I was late because I was a replacement for someone, because someone had already done it, but I guess they wanted to replace her. And so I'd missed the first two days of rehearsal, so I had to come that day, learn all the blocking, learn all these songs, and the day I got there, they walked me on the set, and 
and they were like, we want you to meet your director. And the director was Robbie Benson. Does anyone remember Robbie Benson? Yeah. I was in love with Robbie Benson <laughs> from Ice Castles. <laughs> remember that movie? And I was like, oh my God, that's Robbie Benson. That's Robbie Benson. And then that was the greatest part of my friend's whole thing. That was it. <laughs> I didn't care about Jennifer Aniston. I didn't care about the friends. I o- cared about Robbie Benson. So there. That's so awesome. I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, yeah. uh, that was Thanks. fantastic. Uh, Glazer, Glazer, you want to take a question from the audience? Yeah. Any yeah. questions you, from the audience? Uh, you are so excited this whole time. I want a question. I know. She's got a question up yeah. front. All right. Cool. Make it a good one. Don't She's blow up, Bianca. Hi. Don't blow it. I'm Bianca. Hi, Bianca. And I, oh, my God. And again, you are my childhood. No. You are. Stop it. Okay. Um. <laughs> how, how was it like to be on The Voice and to be on Team Oh, Blake? The Voice. That's a that's great a cool question. question. Thank you. That's was a great a, question. And I really want a picture with you, that's all. What no, that's the best. <laughs> then, no, you you totally, uh, very smart for bringing that up. Uh, the Voice. E.G. Daly was on The Voice. I was on The Voice. And Did anybody see it's, that? You're fucking amazing on The Voice. I was on, on Team Blake. That's pretty cool. Okay, here's another message for you guys, okay? Because there's got to be a message here. So I was at a point in my life where I was starting to feel like, gosh, I really love... I love what I do. It's so much fun. It's not work. It's so much fun that I just want to do it all the time, like either voices or acting or music. I really do. Like Lee Miles is like brought the music into my life again. Like he's just such a genius. But there was a period of time where I was I was I was spiraling down into this place where I started to stop thinking that I should be doing it. I was thinking, well, maybe I should just you know I'm getting older. Just focus on my kids, which I love. I just I support my kids. But something clicked in for me, which was like. I shall never stop what I love. Stop doing what I love, no matter what age, because I found my spirit dying, and I was like, "Wake the fuck up!" And and my friend who asked me to host some show for her called Balcony TVL, she she asked me to sing for her, and I was like, "Okay." And I did one song, and then she said, "Would you host the show?" And I was like, "Okay," because I was it was a year of yes, it was a year of like honoring what I was as an artist. So I said yes to that, and then one day she called me and said. I hope you're not mad at me, E.G., but I got you an audition for The Voice. And I was like, I can't do that because, you know, I can't do that because my kids are going to think I'm really stupid. You know, <laughs> you know, you're teenagers. They're going to be like, Mom, that's so stupid. But I was like, I'm going to say yes because this is what I love to do and this is my calling and this is when I'm the most o- alive. So I said yes. And, and then she p- set me up with Lee Miles and said, Lee will play with you. And Lee played with me at my audition for The Voice and we kept getting callback after callback and I ended up on Team Blake and this was like a miracle because I had I had to renew my love for my work and that was what happens on The Voice. So Amazing. great question. Thank Good you. Good question. You want a picture with me? Yeah, give me your phone. Uh, right EG, here. how can people find phone. you? How can, Come on. Oh, there's this well, how can, EG, how can people find you oh. on the uh, on the web, on the interwebs? I need more followers on Instagram, so get your damn phones out and follow me right now because I want 87 new followers. And now I'm at Real EG Daily. Just real. You're already following me? Thank you. <laughs> Instagram great. and Twitter, it's Real EG Daily because there were be some fake ones, house. so I had to pick Real EG Daily because those motherfuckers got my page. Hey, anyway, hey so, Steven, yeah. Steven. Yes. Okay. There's, there's a very important question. Okay, we sure. One question from over here. Sure, sure, sure. It's very sparkly. 
Hi, I Hi. saw your one-woman show so many oh, times. Wow, thank you. Wow, really? And it's nice to hear you talk about Hunter and Tyson as teenagers. Oh, my God, thank you so much. Why didn't you play the harmonica tonight? You are such a talent. And I want to talk to you again, too. <laughs> I remember you, by the way. She yeah. came to, uh, that's right, you came to, uh, it's dark, but I can see you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see Sparkly, you. she's very sparkly over there. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I did a show called Listen Close which was that time period where I was finding myself again and it's called Listen Closely and what I did was in the play I played myself and my inner child which was little each so I talked to myself big each would say like um, my big each would say like I don't uh, my big me would say like we really need to talk to this guy he can book us he's the guy that'll get me the job and the little each was like I don't really like that motherfucker. He's not very <laughs> nice. And I'd be like, shh, quiet. We have to follow what he says because we might get a job. And the little each was like, but I don't like him. And the end of the play was just about honoring your real voice, which tells you everything you need to know. I love so it. So thank you. So that's a good question. The show Amazing. is called Listen Closely, and it's all up on egdaily.com. You can get the website. If anybody's interested in voiceovers, I have a voiceover seminar that I filmed and it's on there as well listen closely and the voiceover seminar they're both on egdaily.com there's music it's fun and you're the best thank you so much for doing this guys give her a giant round of applause eg daily everybody thank you give her a round of applause eg daily thank you all right um another shirt I got another shirt here um, here we go this is a I'm amazing shirt uh, I'm gonna throw this way here we go I'll throw one more I love you thank you EG take it alright uh, okay here we go are you ready this actress got her start on The Cosby Show and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, then went on to star in CB4, The Craft, and Half-Baked, the 420 Enchantress herself, Rachel True! Give it up! We didn't know. We I didn't know you were in a boot. I, it's, not that I, it's not that I don't know how to enter a stage. It's that. <laughs> what happened? Why is you? Why are you in a boot? I find like one of the most interesting things about being a grown-up is like parts of your body just like stop working. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like uncle, I give up. So yeah, I'm just having a little foot thing because I used to um like run track back in the day and do a lot of you know pounding. So now I'm paying for. That sounded wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> my on God. my feet. So now my feet are paying for it. Uh, uh, you know what? On the first uh, nighttime show we ever did, ever, uh, I finished the monologue. I was standing dead center on stage at the Lyric Theater on La Brea. Mm-hmm. La Brea. And I'm in the middle of doing the monologue, and I go, we got a great show for you. Ex Mortis is here. And I pointed the band. The lights go out. <laughs> I step off the stage face first into the crowd. <laughs> I fall oh. to the floor and break my foot. Oh, that's it's my true. new and I'm in a white for suit. my boot, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to yeah. tell people. Oh, yeah, you should just tell people that. And then I crawled back on the stage, and my, my mom turned to like her friend and goes, oh, he's... 
look at that he did a prat fall <laughs> isn't that fun and then I like sat there and my foot just swelled up to the size of my shoe yeah that's the fun part but I did the rest of the show but I did the rest of the show with a broken foot <laughs> I, you know like what? you doing but this I, show that's the thing is I think when you're a performer you just carry on right because yeah. I actually had the same problem with my other foot maybe like 10 years ago and I had the surgery, and my friend said I looked like dreadfully green afterwards, and then I got a call about a movie. So I immediately was like, sure, sure, I'll do the movie, and I shot the movie like while in a booth, because the show must go on. Yeah, no, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. a prof- that's the professional way of doing it. Yeah. Um, now, you started out uh, before The Craft, before CB4, before Half-Baked. Uh, you were on The Cosby Show. Oh, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> What what was No no even even like did you, you did you do you know I did I did my research Do you know any more than that? I know that you were also on Family Matters as well. No, I was not on Family Face Matters. Face oh! <laughs> Everyone together. Fuck you, IMDb. <laughs> Fuck you, IMDb. I was on That's a right. Walton's wedding. Uh, mm-hmm. Shot in like 1994. That, on, that IMDb. Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. I was on Fresh Prince. Yeah, they said you were on, you were on Fresh Prince. Uh, tell me more about uh, Cosby Show. Uh, Come on. <laughs> Here's the thing, but I didn't know if you actually did all your research because the full story is, and, and this is like in light of E.G. story and other people's stories. Um, like when I was first starting out, I didn't know anyone, right? I didn't know yeah. anyone in the business at all. I'd done one or two little jobs and my friend calls me and he's like, listen, they're looking for Stan who's on the Cosby show. And I'm like, F that. I don't want to be a Simon Oktor. You know, I was <laughs> right. like 20 or whatever. I'm an Oktor. And I... <laughs> Finally went, maybe I should, it's the hottest show and I don't know anyone in New York or anywhere. So I went on this line that was literally Kaufman Astoria Studios, right, in, in the, around the entire block. A, a huge line of everyone who looked exactly like me. I mean, identical yeah. people, like <sighs> nothing but people who look like me. And so I sucked it up. I went in. They brought us in in groups of five. And when I'm tired, my, my New York accent yeah. comes out. <laughs> um, they brought us in in groups of five. And um, they barely paid attention to most people. So for some reason, the guy looked at me and he said, oh, that's a Lisa Bonet dress. And I was like, no, it's not. It's a Rachel True dress. So literally, he came down the hallway and hired me immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah, like. And so I started, of all things, as a stand-in, which, like, when I was younger and first starting out my career, I might not have said that, because, like, ooh, that's embarrassing, or that's not cool, or that's not whatever. But now that I'm, like, a grown-up, I'm like, no, I worked, you know, I really worked yeah. and had to do all the steps people have to do right. to become a performer. At one point, I, I, um, I had two different internships. Like, one was at a theater, one was over here for free, while bartending at night, you right, know? Yeah. So the hustle that you have to put in for anything, right? And by the way, those open calls where they like, uh, those calls in New York are the, we have actors in the room. Let's hear if we have actors. Okay, Cheers. you guys have no fucking idea how horrible it is in New York City. Uh, unless you've worked in New York City, it is a living nightmare as an actor because you walk in and there, I would go into auditions in New York and it'd be like, 40 fat guys in a room. and But three of them have Tonys as yeah. well. So yeah, like, they're like all award you? winners. And you're yeah. like, oh, I'm never getting it. One time I was in an audition. This is a sidetrack. But one time I'm in an audition in New York City and I'm sitting across from this guy and he, I don't know if you ever had someone pull this move where they just go, oh, hey, what's up, man? And they like pretend they know you <laughs> so that they like uh, kind of make everyone else feel bad about themselves in the room. Like no one else should be there. Like people oh. do this move. 
I'm so bl- oblivious to the tricks that people play. Like, honestly, I just never really paid that much attention like, to all that stuff. Guys would hear pull you. this move. So, like, I'm in this room, and this guy across from me goes, hey, what's up, man? Good to see you. Long time. And I go, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the room kind of laughs, and he goes, no, man. Uh, it's been a long time, but it's great to see you. The last time I saw you was at that callback, remember? And I go, look, I know what you're trying to do. I'm not interested. <laughs> and he goes, what, what do you mean? And I go, you're trying to do that whole thing where you're like, you pretend like we know each other and you're some big deal and I'm some big deal and everyone else doesn't belong here. Well, guess what, motherfucker? I'm not playing that shit, <laughs> so suck on that. And, and I was like, I'm a man of the people. And everyone, everyone was like, yeah, yeah. And it got real quiet. And then the guy across from me goes, no, your name's Steven. You were at my New Year's party. I'm Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, uh, oh, hey, Greg. <laughs> What's up, Greg? But, um, Shit. <laughs> yeah, I sucked. I I'm going to um, roll it back to that Cosby thing because it has come up a bit with the whole, you know, Me Too, mm-hmm. everything. And I, mm-hmm. let's just say... You, you, I saw enough. <laughs> I mean, allegedly, right? Oh. I can't, I can't, that's really like all I can say about that is it was a great training ground though. Like as an actor, I um, got to work. Like I, I remember meeting Wallace Shawn who nobody mm-hmm. knows who he is, but he's oh, such an oh, amazing great. guy. Yeah. From the You're great, in a room right. full of nerds. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay, yay. So like I met Wally Shawn on this. Met that's Wally Shawn He was the, the grand Megas Zek on uh, Star Trek Space Nine. Yeah, just the amazing amount of people who came through that set that I got to talk to, meet, hang out with. And uh, honestly, as a green actor, being a stand and we actually, I don't know if you know, on movies, people just stand there. So it's really kind of a boring gig. But on a sitcom, you're actually doing the dialogue and you're mm-hmm. doing the movement and you're doing the blocking. So I learned a lot. And I actually was like the one only stand in who got part after. I got a lot of parts on the show. I actually did like three or four different uh, characters oh God, and I ended up being a friend of Theo's um, for a few episodes but I think again because I was just like I'm gonna do this I'm yeah. gonna make this happen you know um, that's, that's incredible yeah uh, okay real, we have to talk about uh, the this movie that before we get into there's other movies we can talk about but this movie in particular I uh, The Craft came out in 1996 six six <laughs> uh I was 17 when that movie came out. <laughs> Me too. Right. <laughs> I moved to Los Angeles the following year at 18. I didn't know uh, anybody, never met anyone famous in my whole life. And I go into a gas station in Burbank and you're standing there in the gas station in Burbank. <laughs> and I go, oh my God. <laughs> I've made it to Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm in Hollywood. And I called my fucking sister on a payphone. All right. I was like, you're not going to believe this. Rachel True from Seriously? the craft is in the gas station. And she was like, go talk to her. And I was like, I will. And I like went back in. I was like, I really like to meet you. Nice to meet you. And I like shook hands with you. And I was like, I wish I had a disposable camera. <laughs> I didn't have one. <laughs> Oh, that's so true, disposable cameras. I hope I wasn't an asshole. You were so nice. And like since then, I've always been like, oh, she's so fucking cool. And that movie was like, it was, it 
was a fucking huge hit. That movie was a big movie, and with like a big like. Like I don't want to say cult following, but cult following. Like but it just really. Just like like the, your other guest said today, yeah. you don't know that when like, you're doing it, you have no idea. You know what I mean? Like you sure. have. I did know for me because I was interested in esoteric studies already. Like I, as a small child, I just loved reading. Like I used to pull out like a um, young man as his symbols, right? And all these esoteric books that my dad had. So when that script came around, I was like, if anyone's gonna be a little black witch in this town, it's me. So <laughs> then I. I, call, I, talked, I talked to my agents who were like, you're too old. And like technically, they're right. But I'm like, no, 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 no. I know this is, I can play this part, I can do this. And they were like, yeah, no, you're, you're too old. And so I had had a manager who had wanted to work with me, but I didn't want to pay the extra 10% or 15 <laughs> At the time, I was like, fine, if you can get me an appointment for this, I'll work with you. So she did. And it was, again, like another tenacity, I think, lesson. But then the other acting level of that, and I actually just sold a book where I'm writing some of these stories down, but the other acting lesson is that as a director, Andy Fleming, um, was a super senior at NYU when I was a freshman. And my roommate was sleeping with like his roommate. So I didn't really <laughs> know Andy, right? I, but I kind of knew that, anyway, so I go in an audition, I'm like, please don't remember me, please don't remember me, because I'm, I'm a teenager. <laughs> so he doesn't remember me, which is great. Yeah. Um, but then on set, I literally the whole time was like, his, his roommate showed up, looked me dead in the <laughs> eyes, and was like, I know, and I beeline for my trailer. And like Shit. avoided everyone. And then like Nev, who was really 20 or 19 or 10, whatever she was. <laughs> what, you know, I left my passport in her room and I was like, oh, great. The jig's up. And, <laughs> and she was so young and naive. She hadn't even looked at the passport. Like, she didn't, you know, because actors and age and all of that stuff. Right. Yeah. And that's a really valid thing, by the way, because like as a woman, I, when my age went up on the IMDb, everything stopped for a moment there. And I'm no. not kidding about that, right? Because like I'm, I'm a grown-up. So when I get called in based on my age, they, they don't really see women, I think, over like 40, you know, in their 40s, 45 and older. As women, it's sort of like they see 50 as... Uh, uh, 45, 50, I think as 56. You know what sure, I mean? Cause yeah. The, yeah. The, like I'm going in on grandma roles and I'm rolling in like, hey guys, what's up? I'm the cool grandma. No, Get that's the not that. You're, you're looking what? for the black grandma on the couch and I'm not ready to be her yet, you know? Yeah. Wow. So, um, so that's why like uh, like a many of your other guests, like I have so many other interests too because if you just sit around and only rely as an actor, right, right you have no power. So you kind of have to figure out how to do other things and take your power and be creative in other ways so you don't go insane. Absolutely. In town, I think. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I'm just going to keep monologuing. Sorry, guys. No, that's great. Um, uh, What about uh, cast members as far as like on that on that film? Uh, You got Robin. On the Croft? Yeah, Um, on the Croft. You got uh, Robin uh, Tunney. Yeah, uh, you know, Robin is probably the one I know the least. Like, it's so weird because like with my friends, I'm pretty funny and clever. I'm so deathly unfunny around Robin Tunney. (laughs) I think because she's so cool. Like, I'm like, I see. Okay, never mind. So um, I didn't. What about about Faruja? Are you guys close? When we shot the movie, um, Nev and I were just like, hey, you were buddies, you know, and sure. and uh, Faruza and Raman, because they had so much more to do together, they, we didn't really get to know them as well. But uh, listen, I love Faruza Balk. I think she's one of the most talented actresses, especially coming out of the 90s. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. so strong, such a great actress. Totally. I think, like, everything life gets in the way, right? And that's maybe why she's not as front and center as she could be. The last thing I said to Faruza when we wrapped, you know, she, like, threw a gift at me, 
And um, it was like, it's a gift, right? right? And I said, gave her my gift, and I just said, use your powers for good. Because um, she's an amazing, <laughs> powerful person, you sure. know? So would I call her a, a buddy buddy? No, but I, I stayed in touch a little bit on social media. Uh, Nev is the one. I've traveled. Uh, Nev and I have gone to Greece and all these different places together. We, wow. we used to hang out a lot. She doesn't live on this coast now. So mm-hmm. I totally had fun on that job, but you, I didn't know. I just knew, like, I loved... I love the subject matter. I love not. I don't. I'm not into witchcraft per se. Like I do tarot, but Jungian based tarot, psychology based tarot, and things like that. Yeah. So for me, it's all about energy, frequency, vibration, right? Like like that Nikola Tesla quote. If you want to understand. Uh, I don't want to, I'm going to misquote it, but like if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think of it in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, right? So where's your energy, what frequency you're on, and how are you vibrating? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, right? Like that's to me the key to staying vibrant at any age. Absolutely. Um, You know, uh, who was here uh, last night on this stage is uh, your co-star from Half Baked. Uh, Mr. Dave Chappelle was here last night. Oh, I heard. Yeah. I love Dave. I had so much fun on that movie. Yeah, so much fun. You were terrific in that film, and you guys were such a fucking great pair. What? Uh, how did you get involved in it? Well, with, I was really that? lucky because I had done um, CB4. Like, and actually, oh, someone yeah. else gave credit to like the person who helped them, right? So I had already worked and done commercials and done some little TV spots in New York, but I was, um, you know, Raven Simone. She had yeah, been on the Cosby sure, yeah. show. So Raven got her own pilot, and um, they had asked me to dialogue coach the kids. And so I'm on, and we, they tried on the SNL soundstage so I'm there with like Raven and the other little kid and because she's like five at the time and um, Chris Rock came in it was the week off and he came in and like he saw me with these two kids and I think he, he had this impression in his mind I think that, like that's who I was and I'm like dude I got a cat and I smoke weed so like I don't know that's not entirely me but like so we just met and got along and then I auditioned for CB4 which Tamara Davis had directed Tamara Davis Tamara directed Davis, Crossroads yeah and, and she, uh, she directed uh, uh, Billy Madison. Right, and so she was She's the amazing. half-baked director, so I went in and read for her and read with Dave, and it was just about, and um, um, L- Laura, you must know Laura. Uh, you know Laura, Sarah's sister, Laura. Uh, yes. yes, just say yes. Sarah's yes. Sister. yes. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Laura, Laura was the only other girl, oh shit, what? <laughs> Laura was the only other girl, really, in the movie, so um, it was super fun. Like, That's it, fucking fantastic. Yeah. I, I love it. I love that movie. I love CB4. If you haven't seen CB4, you're fucking missing out. It's amazing, and it's Chris Rock, and it's like, he, it's such a breakout movie for him too. I it's guess, but so though, funny. I, my thing is, I think I like to work with these guys before they're really big. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, I worked with Chris Rock, bit a movie that didn't do that great, and like yeah. I've been with um, Dave Chappelle. But, but it's like Half Baked is a legendary movie. We've had Harlan Williams on the show twice. And like we're big, we're dude. Big I can go anywhere in the world from the movies I've done and still get like a Wiccan hemp bracelet and a joint for free. Like that's <laughs> what I've realized. Like traveling that's the planet. Awesome. Like it was you or Mary Jane. I am. <laughs> I am. Let's get some questions from the audience. Uh, Mike Glazer. Yes, Where is yes. Mike Glazer? By, my, Mike Glazer, by the way, who uh, writes for, uh, sometimes writes for High Times Magazine. And, and his show, Glazed, was just written up in the Rolling Stone yeah. magazine. That's How about cool. that? Thanks. Thank what you, Steven. What a fucking amazing thing to have happen. Yeah. And they, they wrote up the nicest review about it. When is it happening next, Mike? Um, it's sold out. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> fuck you, you bastard. That's the best. All right, let's get some questions from the audience uh, for Rachel True. Uh, okay. Right there. Here we go. Yes, I was wondering, <laughs> was there a place on set where maybe you could hang out and 
have a snack, maybe like a table with <laughs> snacks and fruit on it or something like that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, what would that table be called? <laughs> what would you call that table? Rachel, what would you call a table like uh, that? The craft service table. Go. Is that Nailed where we're it. going with this? <laughs> Nailed it. Get it. Get, fuck it. Get somebody else. else. Get someone else. By the way, get, that, get someone else, for anyone God's else. sakes, Glazer. <laughs> anyone else? Anyone else? Question. Question. Uh, Come on. I'll ask one. What, All right. what do you like to, what do you like to, how do you like to get high? Uh, well, listen, here's the thing, kids. Um, <laughs> I think, like, I'm glad it's legal, right? But again, I'm not, like, saying everybody smoke weed. I just know for me, like, you know Alec Mappa, the comedian? Yeah. He's one of my great friends. And so Alec said, we did podcasts together, and we decided to get super baked before the podcast. And he's like, wow, there's totally no difference, except you're not super uptight. And I was like, yeah, that's why I like weed. Because, like, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't make me, ooh, I can't do anything, or I can't think, or I'm so giggly. Like, it just kind of alleviates a little bit of my anxiety. And honestly, I prefer to do it with that than Xanax or any pills or any things like that. Like, I'm kind of, I'm totally granola. Like, my whole thing is I just want to see where this all goes on its own. I'm not going to do sure. any plastic <laughs> surgery. I like to, I gave up dairy. I Good. try to do it all naturally. Yes. And so weed is a plant. I'm cool with that. I, I agree <laughs> with you 1,000%. <laughs> Applause. Yeah. Uh, let's get another question. Uh, yeah, you can ask him again. It's fine. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yes, um, one more question, please. Do you have any hobbies where you do, like, arts and something else? <laughs> like, do you have to go to, like... Michael's or like oh. Hobby Lobby and, and what would you call it? Well, I hobby? wouldn't go to like Hobby Lobby, but if I'm gonna do some craft. There we go, <laughs> nice! All right, what else? You got, you got another one? He's got one more. He's okay. All right. Wait, how about, like, like, there's two girls back there who are like, oh my God, we love you so much. You have no questions for me. Oh, this now is that a you really important question. Like, oh, though, sorry. Okay, <laughs> sorry. this is a very important question. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Have you ever been like in a garage with a guy who makes like beers and stuff and he makes like <laughs> small numbers of beers? Like but, small like, batches? Small batches yeah. of, of beers artisanal. and stuff? Oh, what would you call beers I don't like know. that? Like I'd call it like maybe like artisanal craft beer? <laughs> there we go, nice! Well, Alright, I'm gonna let him have one more. One more. One Absolutely. more. One more. Make it good, motherfucker. Mike's, Mike's yeah, super simple. simple. Glazer! Glazer! Yes? Go back to him. One more. Are you one more? Okay. That's it. One more. <laughs> Just one more. Sorry, big fan. <laughs> we met in a Burbank gas station. I know. <laughs> Do you know who the number one manufacturer of macaroni and cheese is? <laughs> Listen, I'm not a big fan of corporate death food, right? But like if I was trapped and there was like no, it was like if I was in an alive plane crash style thing. I would have some Croft macaroni and cheese. There we go. That's four in a row. Four in a row. I'm so Bye. sorry. I'm so, Rachel. I'm so sorry that bit was a little half baked. <laughs> uh, but you know what's not half baked? Krispy Kreme donuts, and we have them for the entire fucking audience. Let's what? bring them in. What? That's 100% what? true. That is? Yeah, that's what that we did. That is so cruel. Well, we because did it. like, if you, like, baked goods are literally, like, like that's, I love like, your favorite thing? I mean, I don't, I try to stay away from them, but I literally love a baked good. They're, They're going to the come around. This is Sarah Salt House like right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's bring, bring them around. Sarah Salt House yeah. there and Natalie Butts over there. They've got, uh, uh, pass them down. Send, just send a, send a box send per a table. Put a box per table. Somebody yeah. eat it and then describe it to me. Yeah. <laughs> In all the details. <laughs> So wait, 
I'm gonna throw out some craft trivia, and it's like not even that. Like, sure, it's throw not even. It out, it's please. not even that uplifting, by the way. But it's just that, like this. It's not. It's no, just it's that great. this stuff is coming up now because, like, um, guys, at, keep it quiet. Take the volume down just a little bit. Have, in the your, have your donuts. Um, yeah. Like, as a uh, actress of color, you know, when I did that movie, I was told by my agents, you know, you can't act like the white girls, right? You, he didn't mean my acting. What? He meant you can't act like the white girls on set. And I, in my mind, I was like, what does that mean? Are they going to be like, fuck you, mommy? Because that was my impression of like, like if you're going to be a bratty white kid, like is swearing to your parents, which is something yeah. like I wouldn't have done, even though I'm a mixed. Uh, my dad was white. But like, so I didn't really, I kind of knew what he meant. And I, what he meant was if you do the same thing they do, you will be called out for it and they will mm. not. And wow. that's probably true during that time period because like when we did the craft um, publicity junket, I was not included. And that Whoa. would never. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. And hey guys, keep the volume down in the room just a tiny bit. I love you guys. <laughs> and we know that wouldn't happen today, right? If, no way. Yeah. Because I was one of the four main. If I'd been like an ancillary character, I wouldn't even be bringing this up. But because I was one of the four main you girls. You were on the poster. I, yeah. yeah, I was on the poster. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Actually, that's Greg crazy. Gorman, the guy who shot the poster, said, What did you do wrong that you're always in the back? And I said, I'm black. <laughs> Holy that's <shit>. true. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking crazy. So oh my I, god, yeah, I'm so, so sorry. No, 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 no. I'm not doing it to say sympathy now. I think that when I see actresses, young actresses of color like Zendaya saying, I'm gonna fire that publicist for telling me to be grateful because I'm right. black and I should be grateful just to have this little bit. I'm so happy that like that's happening now and changes are happening. Cause in my day it was kind of like suck it up. In fact, um, human resources on the craft, the people who like do the deals, were like, listen, we have another black girl telling her to take it or leave it. <laughs> That's oh literally what God. they said. And I was That's like, crazy. Sure, they probably do. <laughs> like, wow. So we all know they use these strong arming techniques anyway, but like it was more racially tinged back then. You oh know what I'm God. saying? So that's, I'm glad things have changed. Do you think, it's, do you think it's changed? Do you think it's changed enough now? I think it's changed, sure. I mean, like, when you read that on Westworld, um, first of all, I have Rachel Wood's going to get equal pay, but so is Tandy Newton. Good. Right? Because he's just as much a major character. Fuck right? yeah. So She's the I, main thing in the show. Well, right. Yeah. So so things like that, I think, are absolutely changing for women and also, hopefully, uh, people of color as well and all that yeah. kind of stuff, you know? Absolutely. Um, so it is nice to see how much things have changed since then. That's really incredible. Well, we're going to give this box to you. No! Uh, no! Rachel True, you're the fucking coolest ever. Please give her a giant round of applause. Thanks, guys. Where can people find you on the internet before we let you go? Oh, um, on Twitter, I'm Rach at Rachel True. And then on Instagram, where I, that's probably where I hang out the most. I'm at True Rachel True, because this little white girl has my name and she won't give it back. And I keep texting her like, aren't you sick of the brothers hitting you up, girl? Give me my name back. And she won't. So, True Rachel True. Hit her up. Ladies and gentlemen, Rachel True, our dear friend. Thank you so much. Come on. Keep it going. Keep it going. Hey, I know we got a lot of artists and a lot of musicians that listen to the nighttime show and have uh, been on the nighttime show, but I'll tell you what a lot of them are missing. They're missing merch, okay? And it is very easy to have an amazing merch store with artist shops by Threadless. 
Just add your art to hundreds of clothing, accessories, and home decor items in just minutes. Plus, it's fully customizable so you can make your shop totally unique to your style. But the best part is, here's the best part, it's 100% free to sign up. Zero minimums, zero monthly fees. You even set your own prices so you can control how much money goes into your pocket. And with millions of dollars paid to artists to date, there is a lot of moolah to be made, okay? Artists, designers, podcasters, free up all the time that you'd be spending at the post office, shipping, dealing with customer service, and put it towards what you love, being creative, okay? Threadless takes care of the rest of it. And with 100,000 shop owners and 4 million users, just join the party. Head to artistshops.com forward slash SKG to sign up right now. That's artistshops.com forward slash SKG to sign up right now. Also, the Nighttime Show partnered with Threadless. So we have something amazing. You need to go check it out. We got mugs, shower curtains, uh, I mean, T-shirts, sweaters, anything you can imagine. We have it for sale, Nighttime Show style. Go check it out. It's thenighttimeshow.threadless.com. That's thenighttimeshow.threadless.com. And check out our store with all of our cool stuff. It's so awesome. Let's get back to the show. All right, let's. Uh, I'm gonna throw out a shirt. I'm gonna throw a shirt out, and then we're gonna bring up the uh, our last uh, guest of the night. Are you guys having fun? It's a picture of Stephen because Stephen doesn't have enough pictures of him on T-shirts. Hey, uh, Stephen, you realize that you're not on a microphone, so no one can hear you on a podcast. Oh, we need someone kind of gothy and fun for this. Who's going to do it? Uh, all right, I'm going to send it over there. I'm going to send it to Sparkles. Sparkles is going to get it. Is that good? What do you think? Sparkles! All right, I got you. I got a couple more. Hang on. Oh, back here, back there. All right, we got a Star Wars one. The Star Wars. We got a fan back there. All right. Ha! There you go. That's one for you. Uh, oh, oh. A head exploding one. <laughs> but you, here's the deal with these shirts. I'm gonna give you guys these shirts, but you gotta like, you gotta tweet or post and use hashtag the nighttime show. Is that a good deal? <laughs> All right. Uh, back there, we got that. That. Oh, that's interception. And then uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. There you go. That's that's for her. All right. And I got bags too. I'll give you a bag too. <laughs> Who wants this one? There we go. Sorry, I'm full, right. of, full of donut. Uh, now as, joining us, as, as per usual. <laughs> yes. All right. Now joining us is Stephen's former co-star from the Nickelodeon series Big Time Rush, a show that reinvented boy bands and currently plays in 110 countries around the world. The winner of more Kids Choice Awards than anyone else in this room. The only person on our show to have performed at the White House for Obama, not Trump. <laughs> Please welcome the lead singer of the indie rock band Heffron Drive, Kendall Schmidt!
Well, I brought a gift because you're throwing out a bunch of stuff. Yeah, sure, of <laughs> And course. I'm doing some spring cleaning, and I'm throwing out a bunch of stuff. Okay. In my house. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I had this, and, and I figured maybe someone here might want it, or you might want to take it back. Yeah, okay. So I'll just show you guys what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you can have the bag, Bianca. That's you can have. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Jesus Christ. It's your painting. Hey, I did that painting for you. It's got a lot of cobwebs on it. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody wants this. All right, so you want to know the craziest part about this? Yeah, please. I fucking paid you for this thing. You did. You did pay me for that. Yeah. I paid him $1,000 for this. <laughs> did, you had it commissioned, right? Like you told me you wanted yeah, Spider-Man? No, he painted it and he want some, you know, wanted to know if somebody wanted it. Yeah, I was wow. like, who wants this? And I this? said, that's art. I, I, that's art. I should pay for art. Uh-huh. Now I realize I paid way too much. Too <laughs> much. You paid way, way too, much. too much. You paid more than anyone else has ever paid for anything I've made. You know what? I gotta give some love to the back. I was just sitting back there and you wouldn't throw the shirts far <laughs> enough. So, we're, who in the back wants this? You got some folks back there. My people right there. Those are the people. You decide, Kendall. You decide. Here he comes. Kendall's going into the audience and giving someone a painting I I sold to him. Now, Kendall, in Steven's defense, that's as far as he can throw. The front row. (laughs) That's what I realized as it was going further. I, I realized he couldn't get it back there. Yes. I tried. Um, Kendall, uh... Yesterday was 4:20, and I rewatched the "Boy Boyfriend" song that you did with Snoop Dogg, which is fucking crazy. Because if you look at if you look at Nickelodeon right now, like what Nickelodeon right now is doing, there's no fucking way in a million years. It's not as good right now as it used to be, that's for sure. Yeah, but there's no and way I in a million years that Snoop Dogg right now would be like, yo, dog, I want to go sing with those Nickelodeon boys. <laughs> there's yeah. no way in a million years that would happen right now. They it, all know that we got really high with Snoop Dogg, right? Uh, not everybody. Well, we, we, you tell, we smoked. You tell the story. We smoked um, while well, he was on the show, and it felt uh, like it was appropriate to ask him. I actually asked him in this way. I said, hey, can we have a little business meeting later? <laughs> and um, we waited around. It was a little weird. Yeah, we sat around. Because, because we, it kind of felt like we were like fanboys waiting around. Yeah. Like for quite a few hours. We like sat for a few hours in a dressing room this waiting for like him. like at 1 o'clock in the morning at Paramount, right? Yeah. And um, we had to have one crew person stay with us because <laughs> obviously they had to close the doors and lock everything up. Susie Balaban. Yep, Susie Great was lady. there. She was waiting and I felt really... I felt, felt really bad, bad for her. her. Yeah, she had to like sit she didn't and get high, so that's no. The main she just had to like sit and watch us get high, yeah, which so, sucks. So we all on a on a Nickelodeon kids television show, <laughs> late at night, late got night. really Dogg, really stoned with Snoop Dogg. I'll tell you the story. So Snoop Dogg walks into the room and he has an iPad in his hand, and he goes and he's playing Enya on the <laughs> iPad. And he's like, the it's like that. Who can say where the road goes? Where the go-? And we're like, what the fuck are you playing? He's like, I always get fucked up to Enya. <laughs> we're like, what? 
And then we were like, uh, oh, is that medical grade marijuana? And he was like, this military grade, son. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? It was is his going weed. On? It was his weed. It, it was, was strong as, as hell. It was really strong. We got really, like, uncomfortably high, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> we got so high. Well, I got high to the point of, um, you know how, like, when you smoke weed with Snoop Dogg, you get cool points? <laughs> totally. Right? You get cool points. When you cry in front of Snoop Dogg, <laughs> you get negative. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And then I was hyperventilating into a bag, and you had to drive this me home. This might sound like a comedy bit, but he was truly hyperventilating was like, into a paper I'm bag. I'm gonna die! And I'm he, gonna die! He, he left the room, and we finished up, of course, and yeah. and uh, we walked out, and, and Glickman was on a staircase outside, hyperventilating, and Snoop <laughs> walked by. Dripping sweat. <laughs> and he just walked by and was like, you're gonna die tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> Peace, bitch. And then he, like, vanished into a cloud of smoke and rode a fucking and dragon he, off. He truly wrote, he drove his Snoop DeVille home. He did. Yeah. Like, the big fucking, yeah. A, a custom oh, Coupe DeVille, yeah. Yeah, and then you took me home, and I was freaking the fuck up the I whole totally time. I totally did not drive stone. No. <laughs> no. You were fine. I was fine. But you drive me home and we get, you drop me off and you're like just enjoy the night, you know, make some food for he yourself. He thought he was going to die. I, I kept thinking I was going to die. And I had to tell him that we just had like arguably greatest. one of the coolest experiences that you could ever have. Right. So I took your advice. I took your advice and I went inside and I uh, baked uh, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> I got, uh, what's it called, one of those, you know, tubes of chocolate chip cookies, chopped that shit up and put it in the, you know, started rolling it around. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to add pistachio nuts to this shit. And I started adding pistachio nuts, crunching them up. I wouldn't have done that. Crunching them up. Put them on the plate. Fucking bake that shit. Take it out. I got 12 cookies. I ate like six fucking cookies. Mm -hmm. I was like, these are the best cookies of my life. My roommate at the time walks in and he was like, "Uh, what's up, man? I was like, you want it? Yeah, Kevin. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, why don't you have one of these cookies? They're fucking amazing. And he was like, "Uh, no, pass. And like goes to bed. I wake up the next morning. I I see the cookies. They have shells in them. <laughs> <laughs> they have plastic. Weren't from, they pre-made? They were. Yeah, but I had, oh, I had crushed shells. the pistachio nuts <laughs> and the shells and the bag. So there was burnt plastic, and I was like, "What the fuck?" It happens. Uh, just thinking about. And smoked. I smoked. Just weed thinking with, about I shitting out weed. pistachio nut shells. It just, it's, it hurts. Dude, that was an unbelievable night. It was an unbelievable night. It was really cool. We had a. We've had a lot of fun together. Uh, <laughs> now there, uh, Matt Walker was doing some research on you. And mm-hmm. what movie did you find out? I don't want to know what research Matt Walker did. <laughs> Can I no, pass? You. Uh, I, I, Thank I, you very much. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> now you were in a film called AI. I was. Well. You were in the movie AI with Haley Joel Kind Oz. of. Kind of. You were kind, kind of in the movie. But it was a really cool experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, what, what, what happened? What so were you I doing? So I was, um, you guys know what a stand-in is? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I was Haley Joel Osment's stand-in when I was 10. That's and I, and crazy. I And I normally, because I was, I was out here in L.A. trying to book something, like, awesome. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I normally, I, I wasn't, like, going out for stand-in stuff and, at all. I mean, that yeah, wasn't, sure, like, yeah. a typical audition process. And um, my agents at the time said, look, it's like, you know, you're not like going to be in the movie, but you're going to get to work with Steven Spielberg every day. Yeah. Amazing. And so, yeah, it was great. In fact, 
I just found my um, ID badge yesterday. Holy shit. From, from being uh, at Warner Brothers, yeah. That's amazing. It well, was really cool. Giving you that sense early of like, this is what it's like to be well, on you a know what, you know set and work. You know what Steven Spielberg told me? He said, stop acting. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, uh, actually, I should, tell yeah. the, I should preface yeah, that Shane, story by preface saying... that. So, so, <laughs> so uh, I was just supposed to stand there yeah. And I would end up doing the like the scene for fun. Yeah. And he'd yeah. be like, "Hey, hey, stop acting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just stand there." Yeah. And I was oh, like, "We're just oh, testing shit. the lighting." Okay. By just the way, really it. nice guy. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, he a, was. Yeah. He no, was. I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now you are the only uh, person that was on the show tonight that performed multiple times at the White House for President Obama. That's true. Uh, and not only that, but you also performed in their fucking living room. For the kids, as like kind of a, I also of, I also played like ping as a pong. Present? I played ping pong with Michelle Obama, which That's was pretty cool. Crazy. Did she win? She won. Yeah. Was it very ju- talented at, at ping pong? Yeah. Why Why did that happen? How did that happen? Uh, well, we were doing the Worldwide Day of Play. It was the thing that Nickelodeon was doing at the time, and she had her um, initiative. What was it called? Uh, Don't get- grow up looking like Steven. You son of a bitch! (laughs) How dare you! It was called. Bastard. um, It was. It was her initiative to get kids out exercise. Let's move. Let's Let's move. move, There we go. And and Nickelodeon thought, let's move. Worldwide day of play. Mm -hmm. Synergy. Synergy. Mm -hmm. And because um, we were, the show was super popular at the time, and the the girls really liked it, so we ended up playing ping pong with them. Mm First lady? That's fucking amazing. Typical kind of thing. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Typical kind of thing. It was really cool, though. And I have to say, my favorite thing about him is he had a really strong handshake. Mm-hmm. Really strong handshake. Really nice guy I can report back. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if you guys were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool guy. That's so great. Um, all right. Uh, a couple couple more quick questions before we, we, we uh, close out this amazing... Yeah, I know. It's really late, bro. I was no, trying to stay late. up. It's late. It's late. It's uh no, we're we're doing good. We're, Thank God for fine. the donuts. Seriously. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know how this happened. Do you know how how we ended up with Krispy Kreme? Tell I me. can tell that story on yeah. the show. I've never mm-hmm. told that before. Uh, you I, bought a bunch of Krispy Kreme donuts. No, no. What happened was I was at a party and That's I go weird. I go oh the party was sponsored by Krispy Kreme and I was like fuck yeah party sponsored by Krispy Kreme this is awesome and I go I'm like eating the donuts and I go I go I wonder if anyone that works for Krispy Kreme is here and they go yeah the president is of, of Krispy Kreme for all of like California is here at the party and I go really That's what's his uh, name president, uh, and, oh. and his name was Roger Glickman <laughs> no yeah and he's not we're not related but I walked up to him and I was like, hey, I'm Steven Glickman. I'm a Glickman. You're Roger Glickman. We should know each other. And he was like, all right. And we like stayed in touch. And then when the nighttime show started, I was like, we got to get a hook, you know, like to get people to come out to the show. Because at the beginning. Well, I see the donut oh, in the picture. Yeah, we were yeah. like, how the fuck are we supposed to get people to go to like some shitty theater on La Brea yeah. to come see our show? And the only thing I on could think Wednesday of. On a Wednesday night at 10 o'clock. Yeah, on a Wednesday night. No one wanted to come to the show, no. so we were like, "All right, we'll, we'll I'll call Krispy Kreme," and then they started giving us twenty dozen Krispy Kreme donuts every time we do the Which show. Which I think there's going to be some leftover donuts. I have well, a feeling. If anybody wants them, 
You're welcome. I'm taking them. I have a yeah. whole box. No, um, now you have t- you two are all over uh, all over the world, but South America, Mexico. Uh, what are these places like to to go and tour at? Um, well, the most difficult part of like doing that touring is like trying not to have an extremely good time the <laughs> night before a show. Yeah. And you get there and you're like, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna go to bed. And then you end up going to some local bar in like Sao Paulo and there's a band playing and it's really awesome and you stay up Because like before you were on this show. That's the hardest part. The rest of it's really fun and awesome. But Yeah, because like for our audience who doesn't know, before uh, Kendall got uh, scooped up by the Nickelodeon machine and thrown into a children's TV show. Spat out. You were already (laughs) in a band and you already kind of had a deal, right? At the time? Well, we had a deal as in we had songs on MySpace. (laughs) That's a deal, right? Yeah. But at the time, at the time we were counting plays. I mean, that was the thing on MySpace was it really depended on how many spins yep. you got and then now it's the exact same thing with Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. It's Son like I'm like logging on how many plays today? <laughs> Shit. Seven people listened. Oh my god. <laughs> Grandma must have really been busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's more. It's like 10, but yeah. you know. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I'm kidding. It's really no, I know. I know. Um what It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's lots of people. Um, well, I love uh, I love having you here. And, I'm glad uh, you had me, man. I'm I think excited about it's, it. And you know what? You were on the first... Pete, we're, we're wrapping things up, guys, but our first nighttime show, the way this show started, mm-hmm. like originally first started, was Tom Green uh, needed someone to replace him he for... Had, he needed a guest host because he was going to be gone Yeah, for his Webovision show, which was on YouTube, watched by... 400 people. people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like they were like, "Hey, uh, Tom." Uh, so they asked me if I would if I would uh, host his show, and I said I would do it. But can I have an announcer and, and do uh, a monologue? And can I do a, a monologue? Band. Can I have a band? Uh, can I have a fat naked guy kind of wandering around I holding that. up cue <laughs> cards? Yeah, and it was just like very. We we really pushed all the limits of that show, and Kendall and, and was what they our said first. was, uh, "We don't care what you do." Yeah, they said, we don't give a shit what you do. Yeah. Just do whatever you want. And Kendall was our first guest on the show, which was fucking awesome. Of all Wait, people. so one and 100. Yeah, yeah, one and 100. Come the fuck on. Yeah. Come on. And with that, uh, we're going to end this show by uh, by doing a little song. Uh, uh, we have... Uh, Wait, lyrics you on, didn't tell me about Lyrics this. on the screen. Here, I'm going to... Pa- I'll, I'll get here you go. There you go, pal. Oh, we do need to ask questions. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, Bianca. Hold, hold on. Wait oh, for hang her. Hang on. Glazer, <laughs> get her come on over and uh, let, just hold the mic. Let her, let her ask a question. She's also she's known as Beyonce. Beyonce. There yes. she is in the front. Question, yeah. my dear. What was my question? Oh, Jesus but Christ. You said Wait. you had a question. You blew it, Bianca. No. You blew it. Your chance. You blew you it. You had your chance and you blew yes. it. You blew it, Bianca. <laughs> Whatever. Um, can't. Um. I love avocados. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Okay. Here it goes. Okay. Um. Can you please? Oh, I remember. Okay. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> um. What other? Um. Um. What's that thing called? <laughs> yeah, Bianca. You got this, Bianca. I believe in you. What other impersonations can you do besides Christopher Walken? I oh. d- look. I don't do. I'm not gonna do it right now because it's not I a good one. You. I asked you. Uh, I'm not gonna do Christopher. James did a better Christopher Walken. Yeah. 
than I did. I did like a, I'm not very good at impressions. Here's my Christopher Walken impression. Yeah. Sure, sure. I think it's okay. All of us have a bad. Yeah, let's all do it at the same time. Right, Everybody ready? at the same time. Right, well, well, the, the yeah. line, the line is. Uh, it's always you uh, know. You, uh, you know, uh, this has been a hell of a show. You ready? Yeah, right. uh, three, uh, two, one. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know, this, this is, has been, been a hell of a, a show. show. A show. <laughs> Pretty solid. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, all right. Other ones? I don't. That's it. All right, well, we got our question in. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. Uh, There you go. These are, uh, this is for you. And uh, these are for you. What year did this song Uh, come out? This song song, uh, came out in the 1980s. Anybody? I wasn't born. Anyone who has been on stage tonight, Glazer, please come on up stage, on on stage with your microphone as well. Uh, Anyone else that's been uh, a guest tonight, if you want to come on up, I would love to have you. They all went home. I think they're all gone. Pretty sure they're all gone. There we are. Oh, uh, the goth, the goth, can the goth come up, please? Uh, yes. Andrew DeWitt, everyone. Comedian <laughs> yeah. Andrew DeWitt. That was great. I Andrew was DeWitt. Who Very was. funny. Very funny. Great bit. Here you go. Pass this down to him. Here, here we go. There's a microphone up here. All right. Here we go. Should we hold hands everyone, for this? Everyone, please sing along for this. Please turn the lights. Please turn the lights down. Thank you. There we go. This is for Africa. I'm just kidding. I don't want to hold hands with okay, you guys. Good. <laughs> wow. Guys, this has been a hell of a night. Oh, E.G. Daly, please come back up on stage. Yes. Rachel True, come back up. There we go. Here we go. Someone oh. start it. Someone start oh, it. Oh, restart it. Restart it. Restart it. Restart it. Restart it. We got, <laughs> we got actual people here. This is going well. Pass that down. Rachel, take it. Rachel, take it. There you go. Does anyone know the words of this song by heart? No, we have sheet music. Oh, Anybody? wait. These are supposed to be two pages. There's two pages? There's two pages. Oh, oh, it starts with There Comes a Time. That's there the opening. Go. All right, you ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, you got it? All right, play it. Just, All right, here we go. Just play it. it. Guys, I want to thank you all so much for coming out to the Nighttime Show 100th episode. Come on! Yeah, yeah. We did it! There comes a time when the world must come together as one. Kendall, take it. <laughs> no, you take it. Go, go, go. There are people dying. It's time to lend a hand to life. The greatest gift of Nice, Glickman, that's Shrek Kendall. right there. We, we can't go, go on. I don't know it very well. Pretend day by day that someone, someone somewhere will make a change. EG, EG Daily, take it. We're all a part of God's business. Yeah. And the truth you know. I don't know, but love, love is all we need. There we go. Everyone. We are the world. Audience, everyone. We are the children. This is a podcast. We are the ones who make a brighter day. So let's start giving. Kendall. Matt Walker, everybody. There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own lives. It's true we'll make a better day. Just you and me. I was trying to harmonize with you, but I think... Oh, E.G., will you take this? Can you do this part? Where is it? Send them your heart. You know this song the best. Because you know that someone cares. Glazer, come and on. Your lives oh, yeah. We'll be strong. Strong and free. free. You got it. Take it. As God has shown us, 
by turning stone to bread. And so we must all end up fucking <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Sounds great. We, we are, are the, the world. world. Thank you, Mike Black. We, we are, are the children. We are yeah. children. We, we are, are the ones who make a brighter day. So let's start giving. I just bid on toys on eBay. There's a choice we're making. That is true. We're, we're saving our own lives. It's true. We make a brighter day. It's just so you and me. Hey! And when you're down and out and you seem to hope at all. And you, you just, just believe there's no way you can fall. There's no way. Guys, no, no I want to thank you guys all so yes. much. Thanks so much for coming out to the 100th episode of the Nighttime Show. I love you all so much. Give yourselves a giant round Yeah. We did win 100. And give it up guys. for Stephen Kramer Glickman, everybody. Stephen Kramer Glickman. Get yourself some fucking awesome. donuts. All right, guys, we love you. Thank you.